I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the Anime Analysis Podcast. I'm stepping in for Lance Fischel again. Is Lance even the host anymore, Wes? Does he even count? Dude never shows up for work. I mean, he's more of a, you know, under nine boys soccer coach at this point than he is a... Girls soccer. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the boys is the t-ball, I think. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. He's he's so talented, man. He's just a man of talented. <laughs> I'll give him that. I, I thought he was flying out to wherever they're golfing this week to try and throw some stuff at some some live fight, guys, fight some dudes, fight some golfers and some some magnet dudes. Um, well, that's uh, that's fun. Um, as I said, I'm stepping in. Wes is here. Sean's actually off on his honeymoon. Uh, he's over in Amsterdam. I don't know if he's there yet or still en route, but we got Dan Tom stepping in. So that's way better than both of those. We're schmucks. classing up the show this week. That is for that's sure. That's right. And look at, look at the shirt on that man. Did, did you see what shirt he's wearing, Wes? Oh shit. Hold up, man. I think you're <laughs> supposed to have some of these in the mail. Yeah, they're uh, in my Dan closet. He's got them sitting in his closet. Yeah. That is that is just fire. Shout shout out to our boy, our boy Aaron Bronister. Yeah, those are just That's right, Aaron. Yeah, I got I got some of Aaron's records up in my uh same closet. So like I I've, I've become a deposit, you know, a deposit for you Canadians who are trying to escape <laughs> your, your your questionable packaging, your questionable yep. uh you know, all, you all, all your pay guys. Duty, man. Yeah. You know how expensive duty is? Holy crap. <laughs> All, See, all, all your gang attire that you're trying to spread south of the border in our in our in right. our peaceful in our peaceful uh, American country here, <laughs> North Northeast, yo. Uh, seeing seeing Glover in that that shirt was was pretty fucking cool, though. Like, yeah, but I got all your guys' yeah, sizes. That goes that goes for the uh, members who aren't uh, in attendance too. They have t-shirts as well. Nice, nice. Did you get that's one Aaron, from me? That doesn't have that's sleeves, Airbnb. you know. We will, we will, we will. Um we we've got a, a Glover protege coming up in a couple weeks, but this weekend we're gonna talk UFC two seventy nine. Before we get into that, quick recap of, of last week's UFC Paris. Um I guess fun sort of debut for uh for the hometown, or for for French MMA, or the UFC in France, um, and as has become custom, when the UFC goes to a new market, the French fighters absolutely pistol whipped everybody. Uh, I think they went like four and zero, five and zero. I don't know. However many French guys there were on the card were the number of French guys that won. So. Um, I was a dummy and I was on the opposite side of a couple of them, had a uh, disaster betting night, but I was out all afternoon drinking at breweries. Uh, so if you're going to lose money, you better be drunk when you're doing it. And I didn't care so much. 
so we'll uh, we'll talk about the main event here. Zero Gun gets Taitu Avasa out of there. He's gone. Gone where, Dan? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. He's gone. Gone somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. They. We talking about the main event or the co-main event? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. This was the the post limb. Uh, yeah, single post post of- <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Now I was, uh, I was on the wrong side of this one. Thankfully, um, I, I ended up making a bet prior, uh, of one of th- only three fights I really watched on the card, to be honest. Uh, so I, I didn't have to depend on my Tai to Ivasa bet, but, um, he almost got it done in the way. And in the round, I said, you know, the leg yep. kicks, the cage cutting against the cage, the left hook, the round two, but it doesn't matter, man. You can nail a bunch of stuff in this game, and, and, and a losing bet is a losing bet. It's a pretty volatile game, MMA. So, um, Gone actually impressed me, too, and I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was I was really impressed with his body kicks. And um, I didn't really cry about it. And, again, I bet the other side and picked the other side. And I don't know, the, the shot to the back of the head people complaining were, were complaining about, um, I don't know, that, that didn't really bother me. You guys? Right. Uh, in the moment sort of thing. It wasn't yeah. like his, his head was down for like seven seconds and then he, you know, targeted the back of his head. It was just sort of in that flurry. I mean, and shit like that happens. Wasn't yeah. like he wasn't already like getting the yeah, shit kicked out of him <laughs> at that point anyway. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, goddamn the dudes. Tui Boss is tough as shit, man. Like, goddamn, he, he took some stuff from God, dude. Uh, I think if this is like I think Lance might have said it to you, this is the kind of fight that that God needed. Like he, he's yeah. been this dude that's everybody thought is is really good, really technical, got all the skills, but just hasn't been in a in a fight like that. Uh, you know, something to 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 prove that you're le- a legitimate a legitimate dude. Um, and in this game, like Dan said, it's it's volatile. You're you're gonna have to be in those spots eventually. Can you come out? On the other side, um, yeah, it was it was pretty good, man. Uh, props to Ivasa though, too, man. Like, I watch that dude fight anytime, any fucking time, man. That dude throws down, uh, got a granite fucking chin. Uh, Dan's right. I mean, he landed at one point, and uh, yeah. that's why I think God's performance is 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 you know puts it to another level as well. He, he got fucking got pretty much dropped and got up and and looked great, man. Um, yeah, it's heavyweight's heavyweight, man. Uh, you just, you never know in this game. Like, they could fight ten more times, and Tuivasa could catch that chin three or four times. Absolutely. It's like, that's I, that's heavyweight. I think Gon's durability is a bit underrated, too. I don't know why, because, yeah. like, this was the first time we've really seen him hurt uh, yeah. in a fight, um, which, you know, good work for Ty for doing that, but... Uh, we didn't get to do a podcast, so my my thoughts were in a uh, a highly watched burning up the charts uh, Twitter space that I did while I was driving, and apparently my audio was cutting out, and <laughs> it was brutal. Um, but I said that like Gon's problem, and it goes back to what you said, Wes, about uh, him needing a fight like this, is that he'll always do enough to win. So if the guy in front of him is terrified and doing nothing, he's just going to do a little bit more. But if you get a guy like this that's actually going to drag a fight out of him, he's got that fight in him. Got it uh, in. And yeah. showed got it that here. dog in him. Yeah. You... 
Last thing I'll say on this fight was that, uh, uh, to Wes's point, as far as like, you know, this is heavyweight, you're going to be in these kind of spots, granted. Uh, although Ty did a good job for what it was worth. Um, I will say that, like, I, I got a lot of crap for saying that minus 600 is a wide line for a heavyweight fight. I really don't think that was a crazy statement. And, uh, yeah. I would, I would argue that the, uh, in fact, that the, the, the minus 600 was arguably, uh, in the next fight we're probably going to talk about, but, uh, I don't want to step on it. Yeah. I, I like, I like, uh, God inside the distance in that fight. I think that's how you had to play him. I mean, it's heavyweights. Yeah. You can't go out there laying minus 600 on almost, almost anybody. Like, I mean, when, yeah. even Haganu, I mean, if, if you're, if Haganu's minus 600 against a few guys, like it's getting great inside the distance. You're, they're usually going to knock each other out. I mean, then we watch, we watch Gahan go to decision with dudes, which is some of the craziest shit you'll, you'll ever see in your life. But I mean, it's hard to have, wait, there, there's certain guys though, like, you know, there, there's guys like Andre Orlovsky in this game and a couple, <laughs> a couple of heavyweights coming up on this card that we're going to talk about that. Then you're looking at, you're looking at some overs and some, 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 <laughs> some baddies and stuff. Some baddies. Yep. I mean the the fatty the the fatty plus uh, got here in this one. We got over two and a half. Uh, I know a lot of people were on both sides of that yeah. one. I think Dan, yeah. we we were messaging earlier in the week, and I said I didn't really love yeah. that, but I thought the the under four yeah. and a half or the under three and a half were like decent parlay pieces. Uh, of course, I didn't play them because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, in your immortal words, at least the analysis was right. There we go. The immortal words. That's right. I mean, very, very Dan Thomas. This point, we just need to stop betting, get on the the fade, the Tuesday plays, and just carry that oh, over. Oh my goodness! Carry that to the weekend. It's easy money at this point. It's incredible. Just shout out to our to, shout out to our boy Shag. That's that's literally gonna yeah, Paul. Gonna buy him. Gonna buy him a new house uh, at some I, point. I love the comments that he's getting every week. Like, dude, you got to send these picks out earlier. <laughs> like, I can't. They have to show them on the broadcast yep. before I can fade them. Like, yeah, you, I mean, at this point, we're we're literally together watching the watching the broadcast try to whoever's speed is quickest because it's like <laughs> right before the fight starts and you got to get them in, man. Then fade is yep. parlay. They didn't come through this week, the you know, but. We're good. No, I, I think this week we were like four of six on yeah. uh, on fades or something like that. His pre pre card parlay came in the week before and it was massive. Like, yep. But it'll happen again. I think he's like yeah, three he like, and eight. He, he, like, My bad, he likes the heavyweight overs though, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Uh, there, Brad. He, he's been liking those heavyweight overs. He does. Stole it from me. Stole it's it from a, me. For sure. You're getting popular. It's, it's as bad uh, as are, that one oh. dude. Uh, it's as bad as that one dude still in Sean's uh, women's overs, and then everybody started yep. talking about it. Yanni being on fatties just mad. Oh, makes me mad, dude. We used to regularly get like plus one fifties, plus one sixties on fatties. You, you never see that anymore. There's there. It's it's two and a half now. We used to get yeah, I know. one and a half at plus one fifty and shit. Yep. Now it's will- two and a half. What are they lining the, the most sweatiest meat slapping, uh, slap fest of them all? The one, uh, Hamdi El Wahab over in Abu Dhabi, uh, sweating with, uh, who they pair him with to Parker Porter? 
Oh, yeah. Parker yeah. In, 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 in Abu Dhabi in the heat. They're going to be – it's just going to be sticking and peeling to the mat when they try – the ref's going to try to separate them. They're just going to bring something in to peel them off with the graphics of the mat. They're, <laughs> they're not going to fuck that one up. That's going to be a two uh, and a half all day. Yeah, that, no, that's going to be no like way. two and a half over minus 150. Yep. No, over like minus 200 on that one. Yeah, that's going to be minus like 200. women's <laughs> MMA territory on that bad Fucking boy. sweat stains and all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Oh man! Uh, I, I just hope we get some grappling in round two and three of that one. That'll be a sight. You know how you know how they weigh them on fight night. They need to weigh them after the fight as well, and then just see. They probably lost like a whole lightweight between them after the match. They probably just sweated out a lightweight. <laughs> They're so hairy oh, and sweaty. All right, Jake Collier is going to be back down to two hundred five after after his fight this weekend. That dude's going to get so. and get sweaty. Oh, these, these two dudes this weekend are going to get really sweaty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we I think we got some good time in that one. That'll that'll be a sight to see. A sight to see. Uh, before we get too far off track, the, uh, the main event, as Dan alluded to, of the Paris card, uh, Rob Whitaker just styling on Marvin Vittori. I know that uh, there are people, Dan, there are people out there dropping 50 units on Vittori. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, That's insane. I don't, I mean, there's people that I respect that took a shot on Vittori, so I'm not about to give that side crap, but yeah, that was a lot of, that was a lot of units, a lot of, uh, <laughs> people giving me crap out there, out there, out there laying the chalk. I, I didn't understand. The guy was getting a lot of love, and you mean I think Wes talked about earlier. There's some of those lines, right, guys, where we go high. If we're being honest and objective, after the results are in, our bets are cashed or not, we look we look back. We go, that was a that was a really good line, and I feel like, you know, we didn't need to have this match to know that Whitaker beats everybody but Asanya. I think we all kind of knew that, whether you were a Whitaker fan or not. Like that was the common thread. We all agreed on that. I don't I don't know what happened to that logic that we all agreed on. Much less the uh, the stats, of the you know, like he was six and zero. Now he's seven and zero against the UFC Southpaws. Guys who pressure, guys who wrestle. Um, I'm usually, you know, me, man. I'm like, uh, I barely go over like one point five units or or two for a bet. But I was like, you know, if I'm gonna go, you know, not fifty units or anything, but for me, big like three units, right? <laughs> if I'm gonna go three units and what what is it, you know, one point three five? I already had on the decision prop. A little bit exposure in the round robin. If I'm going to go big on anybody, why not a guy like Robert Whitaker, a guy I've never picked against, a yeah. guy that I love? So my bias is there, but also you got, like, the, the facts, bro, and shit and, like, that stuff. So that just – I'm almost mad that I didn't lay more, and I laid, you know, north of four units on it. But uh, that's there's my victory lap. That's all I'm going to say. He probably should have been minus 600 because he was live. Me and Brad were talking live. He got up to minus 800 by round three. So – uh, taking him at the discounted minus 205 from the opener and minus 250, which you could argue minus 250 was low all day. Got, I don't know if we'll see that Twitter. He got the minus day. 190, I believe, Friday on Bet Online. St- wow, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, Dan's a big dumb meathead that was going to just run forward at him, basically. Dan's exactly right. I mean, look, for what Whitaker looked as good as ever in that fight, he looked. He looked outstanding. Like there was a time there that I think after some of those losses, even even in wins, um, 
he just he didn't look all there. Maybe not fully healthy. Maybe yeah. his head his head not fully in it. Um, he looked amazing <laughs> Saturday night against a decent dude. Like like don't get it wrong. I think Vittori's yeah. a decent fighter. He's a sure. he's a tough out. But we're there's a there's levels to this shit, man. And and Robert Whitaker is on a level slightly below Izzy. And then there's everybody else, man. There's just everybody else. And mm-hmm. I like the decision here as well. I played decision. Uh, nice. I had Whitaker and a couple parlays when he got down to minus 190 the night before I added him and some other stuff. Um, that, that line was crazy, man. Whitaker's great. He, he's, he's a, he's a, he's an all time great talent. Put it that uh, maybe the resume one. I mean, he he did have a belt, but he's an all time great talent. Like that that dude's very very good, and he showed it that Saturday. I, I think he looked as good as he has in a few years, and I I can't wait to see uh, Whitaker versus uh, versus Pereira. I think that's going to be a, a good fight for the title. Yeah, I was just going to say Whitaker's at home praying praying that Pereira gets it done because that's just one of those like weird MMA matchup things where. It, Pereira can beat Izzy in a kickboxing match. I know Izzy can beat him as well, and, and yeah. you know he's outpointed them for the majority of their actual kickboxing matches. But I think the the dirtiness that uh, MMA allows uh, swings it a little bit towards Pereira. Uh, they can do a little bit more in the clinch, you know, smaller gloves. So I, I think that's a fight that is very winnable for Pereira. But if he faces Whitaker. Whitaker should be like, I don't know, minus 300 in that fight. Like, I, I do not think that that is a good matchup for Pereira. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's wild because I think like, for some reason, Izzy's just always going to be a bad fight for him. I don't know what it is. Like it, and it's not like Pereira and Izzy are like these vastly different fighters or the game you're going to see from them. To Whitaker, I think Whitaker's got a great chance against Pereira. I think he struggles against Izzy for some reason, even if they do it again. So, yeah, he's he's praying for Pereira, to, and I think Pereira's got a really good chance of of winning that fight. It's a great it, it's a great fight. Outstanding. You know what I'd love? I love. I don't think Ali would ever let it happen um, because it's hard to justify from that standpoint, business wise. But whether the shakeup allows for it by Pereira beating Izzy or not. Um, if Kamaru just reali- realistically goes up instead of two two oh five like he's talking trash on, like you know uh, he goes up to a middleweight and fights you know uh, Robert Whitaker to test it out before going to two oh five or making a move up to eighty five. I wonder what the line would be there, guys. Even if Whitaker's favorite, I gotta imagine it will be playable chalk because of all the respect that Usman's name still commands. But we didn't need to see the same side head kick uh, that the same, which is the the, the cross to head kick that Leon Edwards landed on him, which is Robert Whitaker's like special move, so to speak, um, to know that 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 was a possibility. But now that we've seen it, do you think that do you think we'd get a good line if that that matchup happened for whatever reason? I think if it happened last week, we would have got a good line. I think maybe yeah. after the fight, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be close, um, but. I think you're going to see probably like even money on that, which I would play Whitaker. Yeah, I'd sure. still take oh, it. Yeah. That'd, sure. be a, that'd be a big bet at this point. Yeah, definitely. I'd probably bet Whitaker even before Usman got got KO. Like I'd probably still like Whitaker, uh, just the size and 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 the style. But 
Same. After the knockout and after Whitaker last week, that's a huge bet if it's even money. Like, come on, that's that's big. We'll yeah. we'll see what we get. We we will see. Usman's um, got to go. Got to go fight a dude his own size again before you know all that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, he might, uh, we'll see after the main event this weekend, uh, that dude might send Usman run into another division instead of, uh, taking another shot at the, the welterweight title. And I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that fella. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, George will also get to, uh, Collier's peak physique. That man is, whew, Beautiful work of art. Um, we'll, we'll quickly run through the, the rest of the results here, and I'll let you guys just hop in with, with any thoughts you want. Uh, the rest of the main card was Nasserdine Imovov, a uh, fake Frenchman, but uh, the win goes in the, the records, or tally for the French fighters. <coughs> Unanimous decision over Joaquin Buckley. Roman Kopolov, um, kind of the, the sideways French flag, the the Russians. Uh, I guess that's why so many of them are, are fake Frenchmen. Uh, knocked out Alessio Di Carico, uh, who retired after um, in the third round. William Gomi, uh, Takanori's son, long lost son, uh, beats up, runs some errands, uh, majority decision, and kicking off the the main cards. Uh, Nathaniel Wood, I, I, I blew this one. Um, yeah. I thought Charles Jordan was going to get there. I know you guys are recovering from the tremendous name. Uh, you know, you got to no-sell it sometimes. You got to no-sell it. Uh, Nathaniel Wood takes a unanimous decision over Charles Jordan um, for my bets. Uh, Wes, anything you wanted to pick from those main card fights? Uh, yeah, Eden Moff is, is pretty good. Uh, dude is absolutely massive for 185 pounds. Um, fun fight, Buckley, Buckley too. He, he's props to Buckley for staying in that, uh, copy law, who, who knows, uh, Gomez, I don't know. Uh, completely blue Jordan. Um, I don't know who that dude was that showed up that fight. He, he looked, I don't know, maybe we got fooled by a good performance the fight before. Maybe it was more that than, um, uh, thinking he didn't really perform this fight. I, I think we got fooled a little bit, thinking that dude was pretty decent, and maybe he's just not. Um, Wood looked okay, but he's just going to be too small, man, at that weight class. There's going to be some dudes to body him up eventually. Um, but, yeah, uh, Blue Jordan, that was just a horrible bet. I lost a chunk of money on that dude. Yeah, myself – Myself too, that was another reason why I pushed myself to bet Whitaker, cause this lost, and I realized that I had more on Jordan on the night than Whitaker, and I don't think I could have forgive myself for that. Uh, even Brad, yeah. the Canadian, co-signs with that, by the way. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but, but, but yeah, so, I, I think it was, I get what Wes is saying, totally, but I think it's also more of a bit of, we just kinda, you gotta step back and look and go, oh yeah, to, to varying degrees, but the dude's always been kind of inconsistent, not to take away, um, for Jordan or take a shot because, you know, we lost a bet or whatever. But he hasn't been very consistent. That's yeah. fair. And Wood did look much better. Even, like, analyst people who were also picking, even that don't bet, were like, oh, yeah, Jordan's going to roll here. And they were just as surprised um, as me. And I will say, don't laugh at uh, Brad's joke about Gomi, by the way. If you've ever seen Wes's uh, buzz-level Gomi picture, look at that. You're telling me that guy hasn't made some questionable decisions late night in European holiday. I mean, uh, if I have, I know Gomi has, all right? 
that dude is definitely enjoying the retirement life because he's been wasted at a couple fucking uh, rising shows. Wasted. How, how how big do you think Domi would be if he came back right now? Do you think he'd look like Jake Collier? Or uh, it, it, what, what it, are we talking here? Dude, it's tough to say because I was just telling someone the other day, I've got the Takanori Gomi head. I've got a big head. <laughs> and, like, to where, like, I'm cutting weight. I'm down, like, 25 pounds, right, in the last, like, a few months. But you wouldn't know because my head just stays freaking huge. Uh, you got to wait till like, I'm down 40 pounds. And you're like, oh, yeah, his his cheeks are kind of coming in finally. Um, so, I, I, and Gomi's the same way, man. Like, yeah. whether he's in shape or out of shape, he just has that big head. Like, you just, yeah, you, they, you, you gotta, you gotta look under his shirt. You gotta see what, what's going on. Dude, dudes always look fucking, like, bloated in the head. I don't know what it is. It like, sucks. You, just, you looked at him from the neck up. You'd never know if he was, like, 250 or 175. You just, who knows? It's yep. the cocaine. That must be what does it. Um... What? Japanese people can enjoy cocaine too. There's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah, but that's not my reason. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I can't not. People are going to think things. Like, oh, that's how he's losing the weight? Alright. Um, speaking of which, uh, if you don't know, if you don't uh, follow Dan, uh, what the fuck's wrong with you, first of all? Uh, secondly, he's got a fight coming up in a, a couple months, so he's he's in camp, he's, he's getting in shape. Hold um, up. You know, he's, You're actually he's, he's scrapping get... again? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I didn't know, I know you were taking a fight, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't know either, but the, there's uh, our <laughs> program started like at 30. Now there's like six to eight of us. And uh, one of the Damn. dudes, uh, they need some Hawaiian on Hawaiian crime, unfortunately. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Aaron. Um, but uh, no, uh, yeah, the, 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 there's, a, the, there's a dude that needs a fight slash no one really wants to fight. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. So, well, hell yeah, dude. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Fuck Thanks yeah, man. Show. That's awesome, keep dude. Keep you guys updated. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. My man's back um, there. That's fucking cool, bro. I know. He's, we we, we got to even up that record. And then once he gets the once he gets the taste, once yeah. he gets the, he's going to be unstoppable. Going full Gomi. He's going to go full yeah. Gomi. He's going to retire and go full <laughs> Gomi. Uh, what, what's going on, Fred? Uh, prelims, uh, a bus, Magomedov, uh, completely obliterates Dustin Stoltzfus. Uh, this would be one of the fights that I saw in totality because it was all in one little Twitter clip. Uh, Takras <laughs> gets the decision over McDessey. Uh, I took a shot on McDessey. It was dumb. He's old, uh, and got beaten up, but I also had the over here. So that helped. Uh, biggest whiff of the night for me. I absolutely did not expect for us as I am to maul Michael Figlak in the clinch in that fight. Uh, just got body lock takedowns whenever he wanted and did work from, from top. Um, and then last three, Benoit Saint-Denis, fun as hell. Um, that dude, you're, you're going to need like a baseball bat and a shovel uh, to, to get rid of this guy because... He's got a hell of a chin on him and just does not stop. Christian Canones gets Khalid Taha out of there very early. Uh, another terrible bet by me. As I said, terrible card last week for me. Oh, well. Uh, thank Greek making up for that. And uh, Bacon and Egger gets uh, Come On Eileen out of there in the second round. Rear naked choke. Um, sorry, Magic. 
Uh, I know that that you're a huge uh, Eileen Perez fan. I know she's hitting you up in the DMs trying to try to score a date, trying to get some yeah. of that gambling money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you do what you have to do, man. You do what you have to do. Uh, Dan, your thoughts on any of the prelims? <laughs> Uh, the only one I watched was, uh, was Edgar. I had her in a round robin, uh, by sub. So I, I was stoked on that. Uh, we talked about books making you choose now. Unfortunately, my book that does allow me round robin, they got rid of their inside the distance. They made me choose between sub and TKO by Saint Denis. Uh, apparently that missed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't really, it, it doesn't really matter. I didn't watch any of the other prelims. <laughs> Wes? Yeah, I took a little shot on Stoltzis. Uh, that was, that was dumb. Uh, he's, he's horrible. Uh, don't know how, how good this med off is, uh, to be honest. Um, I did not actually love Hasperet. Um, I know some people I respected, I respect, took a little shot on McDesky. I have in the past. Uh, I've actually won a couple of decent bets on him this past few fights. Uh, but just thought this was a bad one for him. Uh, also, like Brad, I had the over, uh, one of my biggest bets was, that Whitaker with uh with this over, uh, I think those were probably the easily the two best parlay pieces on the card in, in my opinion. Uh, this was always going uh, fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like Brad as well. Uh, uh, he that performance didn't see that coming. Uh, Denis is is incredible. I think that dude's toe was like split in half and shit and stuff on it. Like that dude is absolutely nuts. He's gonna be. Fun as hell to watch. Um, I had the anger under, so they, that had like, always nice catch, you know, women's under. Um, I bet Taha too, just small dumb bet. Um, actually, with my big bets on Whitaker and stuff like that, I ended up losing like 40 bucks on this card, which was crazy because I lost a lot of bets, but I hit the ones that, that mattered. Yeah, I had the one big parlay come through the the over in Hack Parast and the over in the Whitaker fight, um, and that canceled out some of it. But still a rough night. Uh, also, Benoit Saint Denis, the big swing in Denis. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that works. That works. Um, yeah. So that is UFC Paris. Uh, apparently, they're going to do a pay per view. I don't believe that. I don't think it's actually going to happen. They're probably going to go back for some more fight night cards. I don't think the UFC is at a point where they are going to headline a non-Francis Ngannou pay-per-view or have a non-Francis Ngannou pay-per-view in Paris. Uh, if they are doing a pay-per-view, it, it's got to be Ngannou. I don't think that Gan can, can pull that one off. Looking ahead now, UFC 279. Um... This is a pay-per-view event, guys. I, I know that, I know we're supposed to think that, like, it's a big deal because Nate Diaz is a legend, uh, or, or whatever. Um, but man, this is, this is kind of, there's, there's fun stuff on here. And the card's gonna get, be fun. And, uh, I'm gonna be streaming it. So, you know, I, I'm not put, shelling out any money for it. So I'm gonna enjoy myself. But I man, get, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Like you're you're building Chimiev, you know. I I get it. Nate's last fight, it's got to be a pay per view. But man, that's it's kind of <laughs> Dan. You're on mute. You're muted. We're at that dry period where they've kind of you know dried out a lot of the talent, right? With the saturation flows. Uh, I'm not a big sports guy, but 
are we at a uh, you know I know August is a low sports uh, month or whatever, but maybe maybe there's that going on. Maybe they they said Nate Diaz will give you points if you take this Chamaya fight, and they purposely made it even trashier. Uh, you know, th- there's a bit of that, but then what, what I think it is guys, and you know, again, say what you will about bone gamine, which is French for boner jams for those uneducated and uncultured, <laughs> um, or say what you will about Patty, the white natty, uh, pimblet. Um, like these, these, these UK cars or these Paris cars, like they feel, especially coming out of the pa- the pandemic era or, you know, not that we're out, but you know what I mean? Uh, the, the, the dog days of it. But, like, these cards feel more like pay-per-views, even though they're not the most stacked cards either. But they feel more like pay-per-views than these actual pay-per-views, right, guys, in, in some, some of these cases here? European or European sports fans are, are just, like, a, a much better fan than a North American sports fan. Um, I think you guys in the States are are better than us. But, like, in Canada and in Ontario, sports fans really suck. Um it's, it's, they're, they're kind of lame. Um, I, I know that we used to have some big cards, uh, more so in Montreal. The, the mm. Toronto cards were always kind of duds aside from the, the massive, you know, uh, Skydome card that they did to, to first open up Canada or to first, uh, come to Toronto, I should say. That wasn't the first Canadian card. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, European sports fans just, there's a different enthusiasm. That, that they bring to sports. So I think that might be a, a lot of what you're seeing. And that's why, you know, the Connor events and, and those sorts of fighters always have great crowds because they bring that audience over, uh, which in arena. They've been, they, you see, they've been like with, with football or, or soccer over there for as long as they have. That created a different kind of fandom than like our sports kind of started with like baseball. And then, you know, basketball and stuff. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't that kind of atmosphere when our sports were getting going in the early days. Over there, they had that soccer environment and fandom from the jump. So it just, it's carried over 70, 80, 90 years, you know, of, of that shit. And it's different. Like you're right. Like those fight cards in, in European cities are just, are wild, man. I will say, like, since we've gotten back over here, I think they went, like, the San Diego card or whichever one they did out in Cali not long ago. Like, yeah. that crowd was was insane, man. Like, you can can see where getting back, having it taken away live for a while and then getting mm-hmm. back, it's it's been pretty good. It's been good to watch. Yeah, I think that sort of, like, first card that they do in every location is going to have yeah. some, some pretty good energy. Yeah. Um, but it's just about getting to other locations than, you know, Vegas and Apex and and that sort of stuff, which they're starting to do, but uh, it's still been uh, a much lower. Last point on this. I work in MMA and I live in Vegas and I keep forgetting that the card is here. (laughs) Just, I'm I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. You know, to to drive the point home. That's fair. But how much of the, the UFC is, sorry, how much is the UFC focusing on getting that, like, local audience it's all got to be people coming into town right uh, yeah i mean the entertainment industry is all wrapped up with uh you know they can pull from the hotels enough if they need if they needed people and yeah they, they they market tickets 
in with everything, yeah. things you wouldn't realize. It's not as it's not as bad to where like if you go on Fight Pass, you watch older UFC events, like at the beginning of the Zufa era, you could clearly tell they were just like funneling old people. Yeah, your this is your bingo game right this way. Like, and I remember because the bingo hall was right is in Mandalay Bay is right next to it, and the signage was always really confusing. So when I watch those old events now, I'm like, oh, they totally roped so many people in. <laughs> um, it's, it's not like it's not that overt. But it's still out there. I mean, that, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, what do you call the, uh, the symbiotic, uh, uh, you know, circle that goes on here in the entertainment industry. So yeah, they don't need to, they don't need to pull, you know, a hardcore Joe, uh, off of the couch, you know, in, in Green Valley. Um, those they're, people they're will find con- their way if they want it. They're con, they're just, they're content mill now. Like it's TV yeah. deals and streaming deals. They just, Milling around like the tourists, filtering that- them through. That's well. why the the Apex shit is never going away now. They that is such cheaply produced content that they can do and do fight. ESPN wants so many cards, they can do those on the cheap in their own building, their own production crew. Uh, do a DOK card, and there's you an event. That that shit's never going away now. There's no yeah. way. I know mean, if anything, they might like expand that area and get a couple seats in there, but. I mean, I mean, the, what they're charging for the few people they let in there from, you know, what I hear, the people that actually pay to get there, it's like 1500 or some shit if you actually buy a ticket to that shit. Like, that's a, I, it's like, fuck that. Fuck that. Was it MSG, you can't get south of 500 for a ticket or something? It's like 500 to start or something? Yeah, that, that, those kind of, square garden. those kind of shows are, are nuts. Like, we were going to do, uh, the last time we went in Vegas in March, I can't remember, uh, who was fighting, but, the absolute worst seats in the house uh, at T-Mobile was, were like almost 600 bucks. No that was Colby Masvidal, another non-title yeah. welterweight. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. I mean, I, I know this. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's ago. the card we went out and watched. Yeah, that's what they were charging yeah. for tickets. Like, it was over $500 for the worst seat in the house, period. Holy Brutal. shit. Holy she shit. Was like, this, this was ages ago, but my first – live UFC event was UFC 79, which was like pretty, pretty massive. Um, nice. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck Vonderlay, uh, yeah. finally happened on that card. GSP Hughes fought. Um, so like it was a big card and I sat in the first row of the second deck at Mandalay. Um, that, that's where that one happened and it was like 80 bucks for a ticket. Like it's nuts uh, what they're they're charging for worse content these days. Well, I know that overall fighters have improved, but whatever. Hey, you know what you got to skip though? The, you know it was worth it because you got to skip all the endless promos. That if anybody remembers that event and what, weren't there like Brad, then you were just getting like the endless uh, Rambo, what, the one where he's in Thailand, the creepy one. Uh, with the really creepy <laughs> child molestation scene, uh, it was just, it was just advertising for that the whole time. <laughs> like, like I was just like, I just want to see Chuck and Manley fight. We've been waiting for this, and they keep they kept playing those things. Oh, it's terrible. Sorry. Yeah, but it felt like we'd been waiting for Chuck and Vanderlei since the first Rambo movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, we digress. Uh, UFC two seventy nine. We've got 13 fights here to break down, and uh, we spent some good time bullshitting there. So we, we got some time to make up, and I think we're going to be able to do it through some of these prelims. Kicking things off, welterweight division, we have Johan Lainess, another Canadian, taking on Darian Weeks. Uh, Wes, what you got here? 
Um, not, not much, man. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably not even, not even going to touch this fight. Um, I kind of lean, kind of lean weeks here, uh, to, to, to slow this down a little bit, man. I, I think it, I think it goes a little long. I know, um, I know Laziz has got, got some finishes. Um, uh, but I, I think weeks can, can slow this down and, and maybe grind on him a little bit. Um, I, just, I can't pick a side here. Uh, I was looking at the over. It's plus money, two and a half plus money here. Um, I just, I still can't pull, get myself to pull a trigger, man. I, I got, I got no, would, would I be surprised if Lizzie's laying something on Weeks? Uh, no. Um, I just, I, I think Weeks can kind of get in and make this kind of a rougher fight and, um, take a decision here. Maybe Weeks decision. Dan. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you're gonna take a weeks weeks decision or 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 probably pass. Um, he only lost he only loses by decision. Uh, you know, but like even going back to his amateur career, he's got some decent boxing, but it's kind of frustrating from what I remember. I didn't I didn't do any tape study for this fight, but like I I from what I remember, like he's kind of frustrating. Like he's on the cusp of putting things together, but doesn't really. Uh, whereas Gabe Green kind of had that has that dog in him. He has those intangibles and. It, it, you know, it, it came out and stole the money from anybody back in Johan last time out, if memory serves. Um, I haven't made a pick on this one yet. I'm probably leaning toward Weeks by decision because I still think he has uh, he has some room to surprise, not in the same way as a, maybe a Gabe Green-style surprise, but he can be grindy in his own way. It's the volume that kind of worries me. But uh, I'll dig into this, this fight, but I'm honestly not too interested in betting it. Yeah, I think this is round one or bust for Linus. Uh, I think that not to the same degree, but a lot of the the same things that Gabe Green troubled him with are going to be problems here. I don't think Weeks has the same power or physicality to necessarily get him out of there uh, once he starts landing big shots and, and Linus's volume fades a little bit. But I think Weeks is definitely going to take over later. And, man, I... I just, after what I've seen from Weeks so far and how he's absorbed shots, I don't think Lioness is going to get him out of there early. So, kind of lean Weeks here. Maybe that round three poke, uh, it's like plus 1,200 at bet 365. Uh, but the line that I'm really looking at here, and I, I love the uh, new five dimes layout. Because the lines don't go over to best fight odds anymore. Um, so that means people aren't like slamming them, uh, as they normally would. So right now, the, uh, the over one and a half is minus 145 here. Am, am I drunk for thinking that's a good bet? Cause I, I think this is gonna go well into this fight. Uh, and if Weeks gets him out of there, it's gonna have to be real late. Uh, otherwise, this is probably going to decision like you guys think. Dan, you're on mute again. Something I will, sorry, sorry, something, something I will add to that is, um, you gotta think about what happened to, uh, Johan, at least his last fight. I think even though he's the finisher in this equation, that would be the, uh, harming that overplay. You gotta think maybe he goes more conservative, right? To save his gas, to not put himself in another bad position. Like that's, like that, but then, whereas Weeks, again, he's kinda had some frustrated performances, so maybe he's the guy that actually steps it up. And messes up the decision play or the over. Just playing devil's advocate, but that's all I'll add. We shall see. Uh, 
George, I do believe that the the man on fire was supposed to fight uh, Jessica Andrade on last week's card. Is yep, the the fight that got canceled. Yeah. Um. So that brings us to the women's strawweight division. Banger. Elise Reed, Melissa Martinez. Um, can we all just agree that we don't care about this fight, and if anyone's betting it, they should probably bet the dog? Low-level women's MMA? Dog and top master. <laughs> the only thing I'll yeah, say is Elise uh, Reed is taking this fight on short notice. That's all I will say, and that's all I know. Interesting. Melissa Martinez is taking it on very long notice. <laughs> she was preparing for Hannah Cyphers. She was getting ready. Shockwave. Shockwave. Holy fuck. Take a shot, Lance. Well, I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is an easy fight for them. Jesus. From Shockwave to this? Come on, man. Jeez. Yeah. Walk in the park. Um, yeah, I, I've seen Elise Reed fight a couple times. No memory of it. I, I think she wants to box. Kinda. Uh, and never seen the other chick. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, 135. This one should get the people, the juices flowing uh, again. I, I think this is going to be an entertaining fight. We've got uh, another Canadian. Wow. Chad Analiger, Yushin Thunder Analiger, taking on Haile Alatang. Um, n- not necessarily the best scrap, but uh, should be a fun scrap, Wes. Yeah, yeah, it should it should be pretty fun. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really like too much on this fight. I, I think it's going to be close. Um, I will say, and Alatang does usually throw down pretty good. Um, I'm just I'm not I'm not sure if he's if he's got the same kind of of power that that uh, the old Canadian has here. Um, that that'd be that'd be my worry though. This this is still a, a Canadian here. Um, I know uh, somebody's kind of eyeing a, a little play here, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Alaher's got got a little bit more pop on his punches, so um, that that kind of gives him a leg up in this fight. But it, it, it's close, man. Uh, Alatang is going to come forward. He's gonna he's gonna put some volume out there. Um, I think it should be a fun scrap. It's it's going to be a close one, man. Um, I, I'm I'm going to pass here uh, as of right now. Um, pick and be the dog, though. I'm going to pick the dog in town, Master. I just think Alan's got um, a, a little bit more power, uh, but it should be a fun scrap. Dan, I know we're going off memory here, but uh, anything on this fight? Yeah, no, I actually like uh, Ann Helliger. Um, I got to look Helliger. up my write up on him. Uh, if you go grading the winners, whatever, I do write-ups because I, I forget by the time they fight for contender series to the time they come back. I know he got a stoppage his last time out. He, he does some cool technical stuff that I know I'm a fan of and people that I respect are a fan of. Uh, he's a dog here. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking in that direction. Trying not to make a case for it too much, obviously. Got to see what the uh, what the study tells me. But, no, uh, I think fight goes to the decision is a pretty decent chalky piece if you're trying to get cute with some shit or something. Uh, because I think this is probably going to go to decision. And if there is a finished culprit, it'll probably be Chad. So, you know, in a perfect world, if I like Chad, maybe I play something chalky and I play him as well at plus money. We'll see if I get there. 
Yeah, I, I like uh, Analyger in this one, um, or Analyger, uh, however you pronounce it. Um, I, I think this is another case. This is like the the homeless man's version of uh, Whitaker Vittori, where you've got a guy who's pretty technical, does some cool stuff on the feet, and someone who's basically going to run forward and, and try and make it a scrap. And, and I think that... Uh, Analyger has good cardio. He's got good movements. I think he can av- avoid a lot of the stuff that Zalatang's going to throw at him. Uh, and he's pretty good at, like, pivoting and counter- uh, countering, uh, you know, a- as he's skirting away from guys. So I think he's going to land a lot. I think this fight going the distance comes down to Alatang's durability, which has looked pretty good <laughs> in the UFC. Um I just don't know how many super clean shots that he can land through or can absorb throughout a fight. Uh, I, I know that Casey Kenny basically kicked the shit out of his body for 15 minutes, uh, and we were all impressed by that. But if he's getting tagged clean on the chin, is he going to survive the the full 15? I don't know. Um, I, I think the Anelliger TKO prop at plus 600 is. Seems a bit high to me, um, but I'm probably just going to stick to the money line here because in all likelihoods, Alatang has been tough in the past and could last to a decision in this one. But I am going to take a little shot at uh, Ann Elliger in, in this one. I think plus 155 is the best number out there by a decent margin right now, uh, and that seems good enough for me. Yeah, I just glanced at my past notes. I wrote some really nice, favorable things about him. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking into this one before the before fight night. Love to hear it. Uh, I, I like the the Dan Tom first instinct matching up with my first instinct because I know you're actually going to think about it after this. Um, <laughs> and and if I need somebody to talk me out of it, uh, you're going to be that guy. Um, banger alert. Women's featherweight. <laughs> yes, you heard me correctly. Women's feather. That's a division that actually exists. In Where the everybody allegedly. knows your name. <laughs> yeah, because there's only three of them. Um, big Norm is one of them, right? Yeah, big Big Norm. Um, too big for you know. Too too hot for 135, too big for 135, so she's got to go to the, the made-up division. Um, and she's taking on Danielle Wolf, um, who, judging by some of the pictures I've seen, uh, kind of looks like that MILF that's just stayed in the scene a little bit too long. Looks looks like she might have had a little bit of work done, you know, to, to stick around, try and keep up with the, the, young, uh, the young bucks. But... Uh, Coming in with a 1-0 MMA record. I know she's like a boxer or whatever. I can't even bring myself to play the dog in this one, guys. Wes, what, what do you got here? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's 39 years old, bro. Like, what, what, what is, what are we doing? What is she even doing in the UFC? Like, this is the shit I'm talking about. There's no reason this, this woman should be fighting. In the UFC whatsoever, man. Uh, Dumont's gonna, gonna take this chick down and, and fuck her up, man. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to decide if she's gonna finish her or not, cause that's over two to one, uh, at this point, and that's something I'm thinking about, but Dumont's gonna 
going to win this fight easily. Uh, takedowns, doing whatever she wants. Um, I'm leaning her getting the finish. It's over two to one. Dan. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think she fought so long ago in contender series. Uh, it's not even showing up in my first search when I went to look for my notes on the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the older gal. Hey, I got, I got respect for the old people. I mean, I, my old ass is getting in a cage and, and uh, to prove I'm old, I just dropped the cheers reference on this show. Like, 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 you know, like, like, like anybody was so, born. I'm so old, I got it. Like, I knew yeah, exactly you what you were talking about. <laughs> but, 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 but the, the fucked up part is now I'm picturing Norma Dumont as Norm and then Jamie Malarkey as Ted Dance and <laughs> handing the beer. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I would rather recast Cheers and break this down, not to, not to infringe on a, on an old gimmick on this show, uh, for these types of fights. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Norma Dumont. I will ask one question. Was she a, a big letdown spot for parlay pieces, or was it a fight where she arguably won? Um, and uh, if you when you rewatch it, you go, oh, because I remember some people I respect going, uh, didn't Norma Dumont actually kind of win this fight? Especially going by the uh, the impact and the striking and the criteria. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, I, I don't remember. Old, I didn't watch uh, it. I just remember that being a talking point coming away from that Kiss on Dumont fight. Yeah, I have yeah, about nice. as much memory of that fight as I do of every other Macy Chase on fight. Actually, uh, I, I bet, can't wait for uh, Shay Sun in that fight and she like gassed out hard as fuck and was getting the shit beat out of her in the third round. And it should have probably been a draw, I believe. Should have been okay. like a 10, I think it should have been like a 10-8 round. She got, she was so gassed out, but she like put it on Dumont for the first couple rounds. Yeah, I wasn't um, walking Turk or anything, but I was doing something else during that fight, so. <laughs> I think I probably was, uh, I was walking Turk during that one. Um, so all of the scores on, on MMA decisions, take that for what it's worth, were 29-28 Chason. Um, Junichiro Kamijo, who, you know, kind of, kind of solid judge. Uh, he was the one that had it for Dumont. Um, and, for some reason, two of the judges scored the third round for Jason there, where literally nobody else scored yeah. that round for her. So, so it was one of those really fucked up judge fights. And shit that yeah, um, Eric Colon and Chris Flores. So right odds, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to give a, 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 I, I co-sign with Camillo, but I just feel like I gave him the death sentence because I remember like a couple years ago, I was like, you know, that Chris Lee ain't so bad. And then he turned in all these <laughs> controversial scorecards. And then um, I, I do like Eric Colon. He used to fight. He, he does follow me uh, on, on Twitter for what it's worth. And, and I, But even before that, I think I gave him a shout. And uh, recently, I feel like he's been a dissenting judge. I'm not saying he's wrong or anything, but he's been a dissenting judge more than he's more often, I feel like, lately. So I'm like, I'm going to stop complimenting these guys. There you go. Um, I wonder if you can, like, really go for the gusto and, like, say, you know, Ben Cartledge, great judge, and see if that uh, that fucks up his scoring. Um, anyway. Go right to the top. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh you know, I'm probably going to be dumb when it comes to this one, and Don't. Don't big, big big norms. Only two finishes have been first round subs uh, of fighters who, at the time, had an average of one professional fight. So, why not three for three? 
she takes this chick down, gets her back. She doesn't know how to finish any other way than a rear naked choke. Uh, first round, so that's all she wrote. Dumont, round one sub, plus a thousand. That's, that, that's probably going to be the only thing I have going on this fight. Uh, unfortunately, that is at Bet Online, which does not allow uh, round robins. So we'll have to see if uh, if I can sneak a, a Dumont round one is like plus five hundred at some of my other places, which isn't great. Mm. Uh, but they Dave usually Mason release those. Uh, like, Dave Mason doesn't, doesn't have then. he doesn't have all your Bitcoin for for no reason. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He, <laughs> If that man let me round Robin, I'd finally get some of it back. But uh, there's a reason that he's taken 74 vacations a year. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that uh, that inside the distance that you were talking about, Wes. I know Big Norm doesn't have a lot of finishes, but man, it's, this, the, opponent. Uh, it's the opponent. Exactly. Yep. Moving on. We spent way too much time on that, even though most of it was on judging. Um, prelims now, I mean, I've, I've got to give a hand to, to Sean Shelby or Mick Maynard, whoever decided the bout order for this card, because you got Elise Reed Martinez going into Anna Liger, Alatang, and then you've got Big Norm and Danielle Wolf going into Jake Collier and Chris <laughs> Barnett. T-shirt in the pool title eliminator. Woo. This one is for almost all the marbles. Um, Wes, how pumped are you? Uh, on a scale of, like, I look like an inflated balloon to a deflated balloon, uh, how, how pumped up are you for this one? I mean, it's 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 fully up there. I'm <laughs> one of those balloon dudes out in the car lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's pumped up. So, like, you're like a Chris Barnett inflation. Yeah, but we're, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty wild that Jake Collier got fat and is actually more competitive than he's ever been because of the division that he, that he moved up to. It's, it's pretty wild. I was saving Uh, this one from George from earlier. Other than Collier, I can't remember another fighter who went from athletic physique to fat blob while remaining in the sport. Not only Why not only retirement? not only remaining in the sport, but like winning fights now and shit <laughs> at the um, highest level. <laughs> it's why, and I, I, I think he's the the better dude in in this fight, man. Like, uh, you know, Barnett's all right, but Collier's he can. It's actually got some stand up and shit. Dude's got skills. Like he he's not a bad fighter. Um, yeah, I just we know how this fight's gonna go, man. Uh, slow and plotting, single shots, maybe some, some, some fat grinding, but I mean, it, it's two and a half, but you gotta take it, man. Like this is going 15 minutes. This is gonna be sloppy as hell, man. Jake Collier's gonna land some, land more. Um, now Barnett has gotten me on a couple overs, man, in his first few fights and, and yes, one, one was really bad. A while back, um, what what fight was that? That like lost? Was it the Rothwell fight that lost like fifteen no, no, seconds no. or some shit? That that was when he uh, he hit the the wheel kick on oh, Johnny with like yeah. five Busted seconds Johnny. before the over. 
Yep, it was it was pasta Johnny fight. Pasta know, Johnny. And hit him with a fucking wheel kick on top of it. Yeah, that was a brutal fucking beat. Um yeah, th- this is this is gonna be it's gonna be some sloppy stuff, man. I, I like the over here. Um it's right around even money. Also, I like Collier by decision. Um uh, there's some plus one thirty five, plus one forty out there on that. Um I like Collier in this spot. Uh I think he's a he's a decent it's a decent heavyweight in twenty twenty two, man. Um so yeah, like him by decision. Uh White really like the over. I think this goes fifteen minutes personally. Dan. Man, I uh I, I got love for Jay Collier. I can't I can't talk crap as a guy who's uh went through some weight transformations in my day. I too, in fact, uh, just recently uh, ate my way uh, out of middleweight. You guys just saw it. No, I'm not kidding. I weighed 186 before I uh, I got on the scale, and then uh, I just got done training, so I had to grab food and eat. That's uh, before a certain time. Makes sense. Um, so now I'm, but that food put me over the middleweight limit. Not quite as over as, as Collier, but um, <laughs> I will say, I will say that that extra that extra garbage, man. You know that tr- translates to gas tank, baby. And um, maybe as you look at uh, Barnett, as the competition has gotten steeper, he has trouble getting there. Even the last fight, right, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a decision, but it was a technical decision in round three, getting real sloppy there, you know. Uh, Collier can keep a pace. He accidentally wrestles, but like, he actually comes from a wrestling base and can wrestle. So it is kind of surprising that he doesn't do it more. Um, but uh, they're only going to open it at minus seven hundred for round three, and at heavyweight, as Brad knows, if it gets to if it gets out of round two, chances are it's going it's going to decision practically at that point. So you might as well just look at the uh, not as sexy, but plus number plus one thirty five ish if you can find it. Uh, Collier by decision, if that's what you're thinking. Um, I wanted to get cheeky maybe with something round three. Uh, maybe he does it by TKO, but um, but yeah, I, I haven't decided. That's just the direction I'm looking at. Collier obviously is the side. I love that they've now finally updated uh, Collier's tapology picture. Because for <laughs> sure, dog. No, the that's uh, I specified the tapology one because uh, they had the the one of him like nice and slim at one eighty five, like four fights after his comeback, uh, and now it literally looks like somebody took a disposable camera picture of their TV and and that's what they use for this dude's tapology pick. It is the worst quality I've ever seen in my life. Um love it. Uh, it must be from the Sherman fight? I don't know. Uh cuz it's he's got some blood on him. He's raising his hands. It, it looks like there's dudes in the background attending to Chase Sherman most likely cuz he hasn't finished anybody else in the UFC. Um, but man, I, I think Collier kind of got a raw deal, uh, coming back, looking as fat as he was looking like completely unmotivated and they put him in front of Tom Aspinall. Who? Tom Aspinall? Who? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and obviously he died in that fight because even Tom the Aspinall. best version <laughs> even even the best version of Jake Collier is going to die against uh, against Tom Asinal. Um but yeah, he's he's dragged these other fights out and I get what you're saying. 
Dan, uh, if this gets out of round two, it, it's probably going to decision because I don't know how much Collier is going to have left in round three. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you were you made a good point about the uh, the glycogen stores that he's got in that belly now, though. So you know, maybe it's, it's, he'll, like he'll he... have that burst. It's like Cain Velasquez, but he, he might have just overdid the recipe. You don't want to go. go oh, you don't I think he's overdone a lot of recipes in his time, Dan. I think he's Sorry. overdone a lot of recipes. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but yeah, I think that the the volume, regardless of what that volume may be, is going to be on Collier's side to in rounds two and three. I don't think that he's, you know. Uh, liable to get caught by a, a spinning wheel kick or, or anything uh, coming his way from Chris Barnett. I mean, we just mentioned this with good heavyweights, but this is kind of that crazy pricing where something might happen. So I'm not playing Collier straight here. I don't have many parlays or anything like that. Uh, but I think Collier probably gets it done and... Man, that's, uh, those totals are going to be tricky. Uh, I, I think Wes is going to be clenched up for a good portion of the second round. Um, and then it's probably going to be smooth sailing through the third. Uh, but I think I'm just going to stay away from this one altogether. I don't know, maybe call your sub because he does have uh, a little bit of a sub game is like plus 650, plus 700. Uh, but even that, it's not not thrilling me in this fight, so I might just sit back and enjoy the jiggle on this one. Middleweight division, we've got Jamie Wilson Pickett taking on Dennis Tallula. Um, this uh, Tallula guy, he's fought in the UFC, but one of those dudes, like, virtually no memory of his fight. Wes? Yeah, uh, I can't remember either, and I'm not, uh, not on the level of, of our guest here, so I'm not going back and, and watching that fight. Um, I do know Jamie Pickett is, you know, usually, when Jamie Pickett is, is winning fights, it, they're usually crazy, and when he's losing, he's usually just getting bodied up and stuff, so, I think this fight's going to be kind of wild. Um, I'm not picking Jamie Pickett. I think he probably should win. Um, but I, I like the under here. Uh, I think, uh, I think one of these dudes get him out of there. I think if, think, uh, you know, if Pickett's just that much better than this dude, uh, he's going to find a finish and, um, like, uh, I'm not even going to go into trying to pronounce Tallulah's, uh, name here, but, um, nailed it actually. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he's, he's usually in, in what it looks like pretty, pretty wild fight. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to take a little shot on the under here. I think Pickett probably should win. Uh, I, just, I think he's a little bit better guy here, but man, that dude's just so up and down and so inconsistent. Um, it's a good price, I guess, if you like Pickett, uh, if you think he's just more skilled than this dude. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I do think it's going to be kind of a crazy scrap, though, so I'm going to take a little bit of the other. Dan? 
Tallulah doesn't even sound like a Russian name, and that doesn't look like a very Russian no, record. And it, it rolled off the uh, the Kentucky tongue a little too easy for it to be Russian, you know. Yeah, he yeah. There's no way I should have been able to get that right. <laughs> so no. I thought he came off the I thought he came off the Contender Series, but Pickett, uh, I believe, was on there. Maybe not, but Pickett's game is not very he great. He likes to uh, clinch against the fence. Uh, the guy Tallulah lost to was off the Contender Series, but he's an undefeated Russian who subs people out of there pretty dominantly with his wrestling, and that's what happened to Tallulah. So who knows if Tallulah is any good. I got to go actually watch his footage, which is outside the UFC. I didn't recognize any names off first glance. But if this guy's a fighter, like, uh, he's going to be a live dog. And Jamie Pickett seems like a nice guy, but put it this way. Even at minus 125, my eyebrows raised. Like, this guy's a favorite. And you look, and it might, it, he opened minus 180. So, clearly, I'm not the only person who thinks that. Um, every, everybody was surprised Jamie Pickett was a favorite, and that they're fading him for good reason. So, if there's, you know, if there's enough uh, fruit on the branch, as the kids say. No one says that, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't blame anybody taking a, a dog shot here. I may look at him to actually side with him outright, regardless if uh, I play him. I'm thinking about playing picket here. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Um, and this is, uh, as I mentioned, I have virtually zero memory of uh, Tallulah's UFC debut. Uh, as you said, Dan, he was just basically getting wrestled. And I remember now looking out. at the looking at the duty fall. That dude's <clears> a good wrestler and shit. Yeah, he he just out wrestled him. This is just one of those things where. <clears throat> Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go full Gianni. And, uh, not pasta Gianni. I, uh, chiclets Gianni. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, he, he's fought guys with a combined record of like, Owen, a million, uh, coming up through the, the regional circuits. Anytime he fought somebody that might be considered a prospect or had like a decent record at all, he ended up losing. Usually gasses and tends to lose later in fights, which leads me to believe that Pickett is going to get into those same grappling exchanges that uh, Kizriev was able to dominate him in. Uh, but in typical Jamie Pickett style, he's going to hold him up against the cage, and he's probably going to win a decision by doing that. So I'm I'm leaning towards Pickett <clears throat> in this one. I, I think this is just a case of one of these guys has a shitty record because he's fought not top flight competition, but decent competition. And one of these guys has a shitty record because he's sh- shitty and has lost to bad competition. So might need to look into it a little bit, um, you know, and, uh, and, and see what we're really doing here. But it seems like if uh, Tallulah doesn't get him out of there in the first round, that Pickett's going to find his way to a decision in this one. So I do not hate that. Price is still close. Um, and that decision prop for Pickett's like plus 250 in, in some spots. So might take a little shot on that. We shall see. You know who's going to take some shots, Dan? Who's that? He, he's going to He's going to go... He's going to go to the prison. He's, he's going to go <laughs> yeah. to reception. 
He's going to check himself in, and they're going to say, okay, sir, what's your name? He's like, I'm the pleasure man. <laughs> oh, okay, you know, we get it. Uh, you're going to the jail man's trailer. Uh, it's conjugal time. Somebody call him. Let let the beast out. Um, and then the, the jail man's going to get locked in there with them, and he's going to do what he does. Um, Jailton Almeida taking on Anton the Pleasure Man, Turkalish. Uh, just incredible stuff here. Wes, what do you got? Yeah, I know. <laughs> this dude's typology pick. If that ain't like a bus face, like, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> Seriously. Um, look, this is all like, how, how's the, how's the jail man gonna get his pleasure in this fight? One way or the other. Um, probably sub, but he's got a ground and pound on there, man. KO was like plus 350. Um, it's just probably something I'm going to sprinkle on. The, the money line has just, you know, gotten, gotten way out there at this point. Um, so that's probably a pass, but I'll probably take a little shot on the, on the KO. Um, he's going to get it, get this to the mat and, more than likely sub, but maybe he drops some elbows and some ground and pound and, and they stop it and I cash a decent ticket. Dan. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, uh, it's gonna be hard to pick between KO and submission. I'm looking at the, uh, under 1.5, but yeah, it, it's definitely jail man time. Um, <laughs> I, I will, I, I mean, this guy is, uh, he, right now he is the, not, no, 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 no joke. He's the third leg in my round robin, but let's be honest. He's the third leg in every <laughs> round robin and parlay of this card. Like, even if you're not on him, he is the third leg of this card. Let's, let's be honest, right? Like this is, this is the podcast, right? You, this is where the pros are. You guys tell me, I mean, he's pretty, he's, he's up there, right? He's pretty up there in the rankings of jail, man. Going, going to pound Not town. even a question. Not even a question. I, uh, when this when this man does his dumbbell curls, he's curling three dumbbells. All right. I mean, he made the all rookie hog team in his first first year in the UFC. Yep. I mean, you know, and, and, and I wonder, I wonder if this is this grappling heavy style is how he deals with the venom attire, right? Like, Thick Willie can't doesn't exactly have this skill set. He can't just transition like this, right? That's Whereas Jailman's like, screw balancing. Let me just That's strangle true. him with this thing, and he just fucking just strangles him with it. Um, you know, but, oh, but it's gonna be like, go for holy shit. Yeah. Well, no, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like American History X, you know, for the Pleasure Man. And and what I mean that is, this is gonna be a real inside baseball reference for people who've been watching the sport. But we're in Vegas. So like, you know, it's going to be like the commission member with the jacket, the guy that looks like Frank Stallone on steroids. You guys know who I'm talking about. He's, he's been around like since like the UFC 70 days since Brad was going to events. Um, he's going to be, he's going to go over to pleasure and be like, you, you can hold my hand during it if you want. You know, he's going to offer his hand, you know, just to, something to grip onto, you know, just to, just to take the pain. Uh, cause yeah, I think pleasure man is going to pound town. I'm going to take the under 1.5 in case he decides to kind of play with his food. You know, I mean, he he might be want to be polite. You know, he might not want to finish too early. Um, but I'm going to be looking at the round ones um, and, and and just kind of seeing what the prices are in the houses that I play because they're usually not great. So I may get priced out. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys said what needed to be said. Um, the only thing I might add is that uh, instead of a, a mouth guard, they might give uh, the pleasure man one of those bite sticks um, for this fight. Not to be electrocuted. But yeah, seeing, I mean, he's... He's a grappling-based fighter, and, and seeing how, how much he struggled in his Contender Series fight, I do not think this is going to go well for him. Um, yeah, Jailman by whatever. Uh, I have a hard time as well picking between the uh, the sub and the TKO. Uh, maybe Pleasure Man's uh, pretty good with the, the, the choke holds and pretty good at fighting hands uh, to, to keep the uh, rear naked choke from getting lo- not uh, locked in, so he just ends up pounding him out, uh, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, this is... Uh, I, I, I think it's going to be one-way traffic going here. Uh, not really sure what, if anything, I can bet, but uh, I got to have the jail man in something, so we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Moving on, prelim headliner. I mean, I don't know how that wasn't the prelim headliner. Um, I, actually, I don't know how that one wasn't. It doesn't have to be on pay per view. Uh, but yeah. you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. He's gonna. What if he's just? What if he celebrated like the bare knuckle boxer guys? He just Ooh. like you guys said back in uh, back a podcast ago, like like Rumble just just does a helicopter with it out in the ring. Whips it up around, starts swinging. <laughs> oh, equal rights, yeah. man. Equal rights. Equal rights. <laughs> uh, Jailton has uh, he, he's reinvigorated this podcast in some ways. In some ways. In some ways, we never left. But tremendous, <laughs> tremendous content every time. Uh, prelim headliner. This one should be fun. Uh, featherweight fight between Hakeem Dewadu, uh, pound for pound Canada number one at this point, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, probably. Uh, taking on Juicy J, every, everybody's favorite Juicy J, Juliana Rosa. Um, you know what? He's won me over with his last bun, his last run and the fun fights that he's put on. Um, I, I don't mind me some Juicy J. Uh, I remember when we used to make fun of him uh, as a guy being in the UFC, and now he's like, I don't know, like midpoint on the roster. Uh, so good for him. Wes, what do we got here? Yeah, yeah, Juicy J's got really fun fights, and, you know, he's, he's won quite a few, uh, I mean, he got got my boy out of there that I I had a bunch of money on last week, so I mean that's that's something I guess. Uh, look, nope. he's fun. I think he's he's okay. Like he's he's definitely improved over over the years. Uh, but look, man, this is just this is a different level in my opinion. Like Dewadu is legit. Like that dude is really really good. I mean. He lost to Elowev. I mean, so what? That dude is like really fucking good. And he's got a skill set that is really bad for Dewadu. Um, Juicy J doesn't. Uh, I think Dewadu styles here, man. Um, this is one of those that 
that I just say they're going to have to prove me wrong at a, at a price like that. I think Dewadu at, at around two to one fave is just insane to me, man. Um, Juicy J has got some wins, man. He's looked okay. He's, he's in fun fights, but I mean, fuck that dude still gets clocked, man. By dudes just not even close to the level of Dewadu. Um, Juicy J is tough as hell though, man, and he'll stay in a fight. So I kind of lean Dewadu decision, like really, really wide decision. Um, but would I be shocked if, you know, Dewadu catches him with, you know, just some, some, heavy combinations and, and hurts him and gets him out of there. Absolutely not because I think he's going to land some of those in this fight. So I like Dewadu a lot. Um, I'll, I'll have him in, in multiple parlays. Um, I think he's the best, uh, any kind of parlay piece on this entire card. Um, I think it's got to be him in, in, in my, in my opinion. Strong words. Uh, Dan, what do we got? It's tough. Uh, you know, I, I've always liked Juicy J, um, even before, uh, he, he started, uh, training over at Extreme Couture, so stated bias there. Um, he's, he's looking, you know, from what I, you know, he, he's, he's looking like ready and stuff, and, um, <clears throat> doesn't mean I won't pick against him here, because bias aside, I think that Duwadu is more than a deserved favorite, even at two to one. He opened at minus 190. He's deserved in the two to one range. Don't hate him. Uh, don't hate if you're playing him. Uh, I think he's really good. I'm just curious. Not that Arosa is like the ultimate litmus test of levels or anything, but I do feel like Duato at this point of his career, he's getting to that point. Not shit or get off the pot because he clearly barely loses and he wins all the time. But as far as like, okay, are you going to be a title contender and really contend with these guys or not? I know he lost to Evil Oev and Evil Oev's good, but that's a hard sample size because not only was Evil Oev good, Duwadu was going through like a ton of health stuff um, in that camp. Um, so it's really hard to know what to do with that sample size because I probably would have picked Evil up to still beat him anyways, even if he was healthy, right? But you got to kind of keep keep some of that in mind. Um, I haven't finished, you know, going through some tape, but uh, even just watching the Trezano fight was the last thing I watched before I came on here. He got caught with a uh, left hand um, and left hooks twice by Trezano that made him want to clinch in both rounds. And against another tall guy, Danny Henry, he got caught early too. And now I want to, now it's making me want to go back and see, is he one of these guys that are kind of susceptible early? Like someone we'll talk about here on, 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 on later on in the card. Um, but that is potentially something. Uh, if you are going to bet the Erosa side, I would look inside the distance because kind of the West sentiment, this goes to the decision. It could be wide and, and, you know, um, you know, Dewadu could really show his stripes here and show why he is the deserved favorite. Again, I don't disagree with that there. I may still end up picking him, but from a betting perspective, even without my bias, I'm looking at the Arosa side here. I mean, people who, you know, I, you know, I, I, it's not even speaking out of school. Eric Nixick was on my podcast and said it. He's like, this is one of those guys that when it's clicking, he looks like one of the best in the world and he's training with some of the best in the world, you know, uh, roughly. So, Maybe this is one of the times he puts it together. He beats a lot of action fighters, but Dewadu's clinch uh, and stymieing game might be like kryptonite too, so we'll see. I just think that uh, the, the that Jamal Emmer's win that uh, Arosa got that, that that when he went southpaw and head kick um, and his left hand is going to be really live because Dewadu, even though he's a Muay Thai guy, he kind of dips like a boxing guy defensively a lot, and I think that's why Trezano was catching him a lot. So 
something to watch for. But yeah, if you like a Rosa inside the distance, but I don't blame anybody on Duwadu. Um, check me at Dan Tom MMA to see what I post later in the week for my picks. So. You guys think Tr- you guys think Trezano hits like way harder than a Rosa though, as far no. as power? You don't think so? Uh, I don't know about power, but I I think Arosa I think Arosa I think Arosa's got better combos and stuff and puts it yeah better finishing instinct better better volume yeah better combos better volume better finishing instinct yeah and probably better uh, probably better technique even though it's awkward he's just one of those long gangly guys who really swings himself into it and he's got deceptive balance from all that skateboarding (laughs) do you think if they get into the clinch. And, uh, DeWato uses that as, like, his escape route, that he's gonna be able to, to muscle Arosa around a little bit more than he could muscle Trezano around? See, that's what that Jordan thing keeps fucking me up, but what, what Wes said earlier, right? Because even, like, technical analysts who don't bet were like, oh, Jordan's really good in the clinch, that's where he's gonna fuck up Wood, and then Wood fucks him up in the clinch, right? So it's like, okay, did we overrate Jordan's clinch? Cause then that's the fight I went back. <laughs> To answer that clinch question, Brad, I want to go back to watch uh, Arosa's fight with Jordan, and he's kind of muscling and overwhelming him uh, in the clinch, both with wrestling and strikes, even though Jordan's not bad there. So, fuck, dude, I don't even know, man. Is it one of those sample sizes <laughs> that's better just forgetting and just fucking bet, 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 bet your instinct here? Fair enough. Uh, well, I, I've, I've been, I've got a ticket open right now with the uh, the jail man inside and Duwadu and. I, I think you said enough to uh, to lower the the final amount that I'm going to put in there, but I think I'm still going with that ticket. Um, yeah, I, I don't, do don't think blame that me. Not crazy. No. The, yeah. the the biggest case that I'm seeing for Arosa in this fight is that Duwadu doesn't have a ton of volume, um, and Arosa is going to be able to put more volume out there and, and score more. But I think this is going to be a case where the bigger, cleaner shots are coming from Duwadu for the most part. I think there's definitely more finishing potential on that side because we, we have seen Juicy J finished uh, quite a few times throughout his career. Um, so I, I might take a shot on that TKO around plus 250. Um, but yeah, Duwadu has this way of drawing people into his fight where... He's able to, especially with a, a guy like Arosa who's going to leave openings as he's coming in and is going to get cracked. Is he going to like continue pushing through that and extend the exchanges to, you know, three, four, five, six shots? Um, or is Duwadu going to crack him on the way in and, and that's going to shut down his volume? And that's what Duwadu is able to do with most guys. Uh, and I kind of think that he's going to slow Arosa down to his pace in this because He's going to be landing first in pretty much every ex- exchange. Um, so I, I like Duwadu here. I think he gets Arosa out of there uh, just by landing something clean, but I'm not super confident in it. So just for now, taking the uh, the jail man inside uh, the yard, uh, and uh, he's going to be parlayed with Duwadu. That plays pays uh, plus 105 at the... Uh, spot that I was actually able to play it. So we'll do that for one unit for now in, instead of the two I was thinking about. Hey, last thing real quick. We talked about it off air, but uh, Julian Rosa only gets finished in the first round. Not only is that true, he's the guy I used for that example. Uh, when, like when I talk about Nate Lamworth, for example, another guy, you got to finish him in the first round. So I'm not trying to talk anybody off of Duwadu or TKO, 
but maybe round one, even though Duato's not a big round one guy. For this matchup, that's when Rosa usually gets finished. So you want me to get even more specific and get an even higher price. I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's there. Put no, no, no. That's what you said. I heard it. That's, that's exactly what you said. Um, so if I lose Duwadu round one, but he TKOs him in round two or three, I'm coming to you. Uh, for for to the beer bill in Vegas. And the beer bill in <laughs> Vegas. Let's go. We got it. We got Fair. it. Fair. Sounds good. Uh, moving on up to the main card. Light heavyweight division, Johnny Walker. Um, I don't know what type of John. Uh, it's probably like Johnny Walker Red uh, at this point. He's taking on Ion Kutalaba, or as we like to call him on this podcast, the Cute Labia. Wes, what do we got here? Yeah, I don't, man. I don't really know what to what to think about this fight. Um, is is Johnny Walker just like completely done, or like I don't never was? I, I don't know, man. It definitely overhyped from 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 the get go, but I don't know, man. Here lately, it just seems like anything touches that chin, and it's uh, it, it's it's really bad. Um, but man, the old cute labia. I don't know, dude. He's, he's kind of like, uh, we talk about low IQ fighters and stuff. Um, I just, I don't, I don't really know how to read this fight. I kind of, I kind of think Hugh Lady is going to rush in and catch Walker, but then like if he does it and this, you know, gets kind of clinchy and they get tired, I just, I don't really know how to read this fight, man. It's a, it's a wild one. I lean Hugh Lady by KO, him rushing in and catching that chin of Walker. Um, but who knows, man? I, I just I, I'm I'll probably have nothing on this fight. Uh, shockingly, I, I usually bet almost every fight the card. I just uh, I don't have a good read on this fight. Uh, my pick bet every fight. Yeah, my my picks uh no Q Labia by KO. I just uh, I got a feeling he rushes in and catches Walker early. Um, maybe the under one and a half is something to look at. Um, I just think they're gonna they're gonna be swinging and. I mean, Walker's still got power. Uh, you could absolutely catch the OQ Labia, so, uh, maybe under one and a half might be a play. Um, I have nothing on this fight at this point, though. Dan, anything here? Yeah, uh, nothing. I don't even know if it's worth, like, looking at this fight. I, I will say, uh, Cute Lava's been hulking around the gym, and I just watched his, uh, interview, uh, uh, over, uh, over at Junkie, where we got the, all the interviews up, uh, cheap plug, I guess, or whatever, but I was just, I, I was just had it on in the background. Dude, if you want unintentional comedy, watch, you gotta watch it, cause you gotta see the getup that he's in. I can't explain it. Just go watch it, listen to this guy talk. It makes you laugh and, not, and want to keep your money nowhere fucking near this. I was gonna come contrarian like Brad and be like, cute lava by decision, cause Johnny Walker's gonna SBG outfight and get nowhere, it's gonna be a weird fight. Because Cute Lava just got lost his, and maybe we get a weird fight. But Cute Lava was saying, uh, "Oh, I'm excited for the crowd," and I'm like, "Oh, here we go, wild man!" As soon as the crowd goes, you don't know what the fuck this guy's gonna do. So I'm just gonna stay away and pick Cute Lava. He's legit nuts, man. Dude is legit yeah. nuts. Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit more confident in him than you guys are. I, I know that these are, are big dudes and Walker hits hard and, and all that sort of stuff. But if he doesn't hit him with the first shot and, and knock him out, 
Um, I think that it's uh, it's Eon's fight. Um, whether he decides to wrestle and, and get on top of him, I don't think that Walker's got anything going on on the ground. Or if they get into prolonged exchanges, uh, I, I don't think that that's going to go well for Johnny Walker as well because eventually he's going to get landed on. And when he gets landed on, it, it doesn't go particularly well. So I don't know. I'm seeing some of these prices at like under minus 200 still on, uh, on cute labia and I'm tempted. I'm, I'm tempted to take one of those and, and throw them in a parlay. Uh, so we will see what ends up happening there, but I think we're all on the, uh, the cute labia side on this one. Everybody loves some cute labia, you know, uh, don't want speaking, an ugly one. what was that? You don't want an ugly one. <laughs> Damn right. Um, I had to take a, a second to make sure that I didn't make a very insensitive transition <laughs> to the next fight. Um, all credit to me. I'm a great human being. Oh, Bradley. What the fuck? Women's Bantamweight division. Irene Aldana taking on Macy Chason. Um, I, I say this every fight, but why do people pronounce this Kiason? I mean, be cultured, people. Have a little respect for the words coming out of your mouth. It's Macy Chason. Come on. Uh, Wes, what are we doing here? Yeah, I'm probably going back to the well again. No, no, no. And, uh, I, I meant like, why is this on a pay per view main card? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I don't. They're, they're they're they got like they're like obligated for some reason to put women's. They must on be. Views. They, they got have it. to be. I, I I know it is. Like I I read something in an article somewhere to where they said ESPN and stuff wants women's fights and stuff on on these cards. Uh, for for some reason, I think they they think it brings a that demographic more and I just like it it's not coming. Whatever's there is there. Like it's fucking cage fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what's there what's there is there, bro. Um yeah, I I'm probably I'm probably going back to the to the dog well here with Chase on man. Um she's she's won me a little money. I've I've lost on her, but I, I think this is a close scrap. I think she's she's probably gonna Win the first cup war, the second's gonna be close, but it's gonna be holding on in the third, and um it'll be a wild ride i'm I'm gonna take a little little uh shot on on the dog here at uh at, at plus uh plus one fifty or so Dan um I like Aldana here um I, I actually do want to go back and watch a couple things because I do gotta write up the uh the main cards and I think uh I think coach Safe sometimes uh reads my stuff and stuff. And, uh, he'll, he'll definitely like, uh, he'll definitely like my tweets and stuff if uh, I'm on the wrong side of, uh, when I bet his fighters. And to be, to be fair, they went on a high, then they went on a low, and they've been back on, on a pretty good roll, uh, for this MMA. So, uh, all love to that gym and, and that coach. Uh, but, um, so I never like being on, having my money on the opposite side, but, uh, I'm definitely leaning toward Aldana, but, uh, out of respect for, for the work and all that, all that crap. 
Um, I'm going to go back and rewatch some of the fights just to, just to refresh because Aldana's kind of had a spotty record. I know she had a, a bout with COVID and she's been two fights back since. So maybe that's not, um, as much of a worry at this point, but I just want to refresh myself on those and Macy back at 135. So that's, uh, that's a big part of her camp's probably weight cutting, I imagine. Yeah, and I'm, I'm more on the Aldana side here. Um, sometimes with these fighters that have been around for such a long time, uh, I find myself getting into this narrative. And for a long time with Aldana, it was that she was so hyped when she was in Invicta, uh, and I faded her against uh, Big Tone. Uh, and, and, and won on that one. I faded her a couple times when she first came into the UFC. Um, one of them was, uh, against the MOOC, um, at like one of those even money prices. And I think she was like a massive favorite against Leslie Smith. Um, and I faded her in both of those fights. And I think that's kind of stuck with me, but she's much better now than she was when she first came into the UFC as kind of a, a limited, Mexican boxer type. Uh, she, she can do a lot more stuff now. So I think that uh, my narrative has to, to switch a little bit, especially in this spot where I've just never been impressed by uh, Chisson. Uh, if she can't muscle you up against the cage and essentially hold you there and, and physically dominate you, there's not a lot happening in that game. Um, so... I think at range, this is Aldana in the clinch. I even think she does some uh, some really good work now, and, and she can negate Chason's best weapon. Um, so I don't know if I can bring myself to do it, but maybe like Aldana is a parlay piece. Um, <laughs> like uh, if I can find a spot that has Aldana around minus one seventy, minus one seventy five, with one of those. Uh, Kulaba uh, under 200s, um, something like that seems like it, it might fit together. I don't have anything on the books right now, um, but that, that seems to be where I'm leaning. So I don't know. I might need to like take my temperature, take a COVID test or something. Dude, uh, why don't you just go I'm full? Why don't you just go full, full, full into it and go? Uh, you know, go. go Big Norm and Aldana together. Does does that get you uh, even even Ooh. or plus money? Then you if you lose, you wouldn't know because you'll be walking dogs the whole time. <laughs> it's like the bet never <laughs> happened. I'm I'm gonna look that up while you guys are are doing the next breakthrough or the okay. the next breakdown. See if I can break through with the uh, the women's chalk parlay. Always a recipe to success in MMA. Right. Um, this one. I don't know if there was a, a typo. I should probably check the uh, the official UFC page while I'm over here. But Tapology has it listed as a catch weight of 180 pounds, and I think that is actually accurate. Uh, Kevin Holland, the the crime fighter slash got arrested slash I don't know what he is uh, these days. Uh, he's taking on Daniel Rodriguez in what should be a fun fight. And I don't know that he actually got arrested. I think I saw a tweet that somebody said he got arrested, uh, which would be hilarious if true with the amount of people. I think he got, like, pulled over or something, and now he's like, y'all want to pull me over? I'm going to quit, like, stopping these people trying to 
robbed and still like Right, so he there. was he was arrested during a traffic stop due to yeah. some uh, unpaid fines. Uh, even superheroes need to pay your taxes, Kevin. All right, you can't cheat the system. We are in well, you guys are in communism USA down there, <laughs> so you got to make sure that you're paying the state their p- fair share. Uh, Wes, what do we got in, in in this? Good. This is a good fight. I, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, yeah, that, that weight thing's kind of, kind of curious. I, I, uh, all honesty, I, I hadn't, I hadn't read that yet. Um, I think that it probably helps, you know, Holland with his frame and stuff. Um, uh, he was up at 185, of course. Um, Holland's looked good at 170 though, man. The, the weight came off good. Um, and the, the dude's, uh, he's, he's really big down at 170, man. Uh, I think even this fight though, that, that reach and stuff is still going to be there against, against Rodriguez. Rodriguez is kind of a more shorter, shorter, stockier dude. Um, man, I, I want to take the shot here on, on Rodriguez. Um, I think he's got some pretty good skills. I think it's going to be a lot on the feet and, and Rodriguez hits, hits pretty good. I, I think he could, could put some stuff on Holland. Um, it's tough though, man. I, I do think Holland is pretty good. I, I've, I've underestimated him a little bit in his, in his UFC career. Um, you know, he, he did have some losses and stuff and, you know, the, the fades were there, uh, a few times, but he's looked, he's looked pretty good recently. Um, I, I, I get, this is, I guess still a welterweight fight. Both of these dudes are at 170. Um, Holland's looked good at 170. I, I, I do think he's, you know, the, the competition he's, he's fought so far. I mean, Tim Means, good, good fighter, but we know he's getting, getting towards the end, end of that. Um, that was a really good performance for Holland though. And then, you know, of course, uh, Howboy, we know how his, his fights go when he gets, gets put in those spots. Um, I don't know. It's tough, man. I'll probably end up taking a really small shot on, on Rodriguez here, uh, to keep a close fight. I think it's going to be boxing, kickboxing match most of the time. Uh, Rodriguez is going to have to keep it there, I think, if he wants to win this fight. And I, I think it's a pretty good kind of boxing match. Um, I'll take Rodriguez in, in a close fight. Um, I haven't bet it yet. Um, maybe, uh, maybe that, that Holland line creeps up. People start parlaying. I can get a better line on, on Rodriguez and I'll probably take a small shot. So Dan, as Wes was going through, I was listening, uh, but I was also looking for uh, a parlay. Uh, it looks like the closest I can get on the Aldana big norm parlay is minus 104. So oof, oof. I'm not sure if I'm willing to lay chalk on a parlay that is two women's favorites. Uh, that that goes against a lot of the things I stand for. Um, yeah, so I, not worth it at that price either. Not worth it. <laughs> chalk for chalk not, for not chalk. Not sure I can do it. <laughs> what, what, what are we trying to do here? Uh, I will say because it parlays into this. I was thinking about a big norm, um, possibly the chalk here, and another fight for some plus money. And if I if I could find a way to do two legs instead of three, I guess that's what my hopeful brain was trying to conjure in that moment. But, but the uh, third if, leg is so obvious. Well, the third leg's so always Jelton Almeida every every time. <laughs> I mean, unless the, 
I mean, even if, no, no, even if Thick Willie's on the card, because Thick Willie's stocked down, right? Thick Willie is stocked yep. down. Every, so, every yeah. parlay, every parlay you do on anything from here to fight night, you add fucking the third leg onto yeah. everyone. Boom. Get that, get that extra money. Easy. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, by the way, shout out stealing. to Homo Cop. Stealing. Easy money. Who I think's packing as well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But, uh, but, 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 but yeah, as for this fight, um, man, I came in, uh, thinking like Wes, and by the way, if you think like Wes does, as far as it's going to be a close and competitive kickboxing fight, because I too think it'll be that way if it gets out of round one, um, plus money on fight goes to the decision, you know? So if you're, if you're of that thought, that's something where you don't really got to take a side and kind of have some hedge or little investment for plus money, whatever. But uh, I actually went the opposite way, though, here. I'm not much of a round one guy. Uh, but uh, I, too, will have a round one in my round robin, and it's Kevin Holland. Um, Kevin Holland gets it done in multiple rounds, to be honest. Uh, and D-Rod um, has never been finished. But I was talking about it earlier in the card, right? Um, not just some guys either get finished in round one or they don't get finished at all. But uh, I, I was it's not important which fighter, but I was talking about a fighter earlier who notice, noticeably gets hurt a lot in round one. Oh, Duwadu. Duwadu. Uh, yeah. Gets hurt in round one, right? Um, I noticed that trend as well with D-Rod, right? Uh, I believe in the Tim Means fight. I actually taped this this match, and that was like one of the fights I didn't watch, believe it or not. Um, but uh, obviously in the Dwight Grant fight, another long-armed guy, right? Nicholas Dalby land, doesn't rock him, but lands a clean enough – a shot to fool the judges because it's like the cleanest shot of the round, even though I still think um, D-Rod uh, does enough to, to take back round one and ultimately win the decision, which I know I wasn't alone there. Uh, Mike Perry, it was his last MMA fight. It was his first camp switch to kind of a formless camp as far as process goes, MMA Masters, and Mike Perry again on like a four-fight down straight fall. So no, Mike, Mike Perry, Perry didn't. Yeah, Mike Perry did not hurt him in the first round, but even guys like Preston Parsons, who no offense to Preston, I've trained with that guy before, and guys where he finished in that first round even, right? If you actually go back and watch, like, he gets off to bad starts. He's just a dude who gets off to bad slow starts. Kevin Lee even takes the first round off him. So if he's not getting hurt, um, he's getting, uh, he's losing these rounds more often than not. And again, he's getting hurt by the more long arm guys like Dwight Grant, who doesn't have as much, uh, Finishing, uh, finishing, uh, finishing instincts is Holland. Say what you will about Holland's process. The guy's got finishing instincts, right? Which makes betting him kind of frustrating. Um, but again, D Rod, D Rod's either going to be live and, you know, he's going to make you feel pretty, pretty good about your dog ticket, win or lose. Cause I think that even though I'm picking Holland to win, um, if he doesn't get D Rod out of there in the first, uh, it's going to be a competitive, uh, kickboxing match. So, um, I just went Kevin Holland round one. Uh, at, uh, plus 325 for like a third of a unit, 0.33. And then I also did, uh, Kevin Holland round one submission plus 1400 just for 17 ducats, 0.17 U. So real Loaded small, up. just a, just a half Loaded unit up. exposure, but they could both hit. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning Holland here as well. Uh, again, this is one of those spots where, you know, if you're back up to your argument that Rodriguez is going to win, and this isn't what Wes is saying, it's just, you know, what I, right. I've seen around the, the Twitter verse is that, oh, Holland can't wrestle. Look, okay, can Daniel Rodriguez? Because, like, 
he's never shown us that he can or that he wants to to wrestle. Um, I actually think that this is a, a really dangerous fight for Rodriguez because at distance, Holland is the much longer guy with the much more diverse skill set. Uh, and as Dan said, Rodriguez is prone to getting hurt early in fights. But if Rodriguez gets in and gets into the clinch, I also think that Holland's the better clinch fighter here. He, he does a lot of sneaky stuff with his, you know, somehow he manages to fit his long limbs in there and he can land like really good framing elbows and, and he does a lot of really cool stuff in, in the clinch. I like that, you know, when he's not getting dumped on his head by big middleweights who can actually wrestle. Um, he, he does good stuff there. So Rodriguez is in this tricky kind of spot where he has to get into the pocket, stay into the pocket, not get too close, not get too far away, and basically keep continuous combinations going, uh, continuous exchanges going in order to win this fight. And I think that's just too much of a tightrope for him to walk in this fight <clears throat> against a guy like Kevin Holland, who has all of the different weapons that he has. So I like Kevin Holland here. I could certainly see him hurting Rodriguez and getting him out of there. Um, but, you know, Rodriguez has never been finished. So I'm not going to take a, a prop side in this. It's just going to be Holland might end up in a, a parlay. So that is all I've got on that one. Uh, I, I think you guys broke it down much better than I did. Co-main event. Next two fights are both at welterweights. Um, the leech, little Jangalang, he was he was dropping bars earlier in the week. Every young boy should be a gangster. It's, it's, the, new, it's the new hot shit in the streets. Is that the new Jangalang? <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the new little Jangalang just dropped. Back to the uh, back to the channel I just referenced. I, that's where I, I listened to it from. It was his interview for the media day. It's at the very <laughs> end. You don't have to go listen to the whole thing. Just go to the very end. He runs back. You can't give this guy a mic. He'll keep, he'll keep talking. Uh, he, he is. He, you know, they say you know as Asians can be soft spoken. Not this guy, man. He'll keep talking. But he went uh, and it was like saying in Chinese, and it's it's more funny because it's the translator going and. Uh, Every young young man should be a gangster. Uh, like, so I'm like, what is he talking about? Every young man should be a gangster. So that's a great quote. There we go. What's what's the uh, the name of that dude? That's the the translator for all of the South American fighters on oh, Contender Series. Fabio he's good. Something. Fabio he's good, something. man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, they they need to get the good. Asian equivalent of that dude because yeah. like. It's not just the translating and that he can do it in multiple languages because he does Portuguese and Spanish. Uh, but it's like he says everything as the fighter says the it. The emotion. He gets yeah. their, how they're actually, the emotion they're saying it into. Yeah, he's, yeah, really, right. he's, he's telling their sob stories next to Sanko. And yeah, he, she, he, she's, whew, just she's starting to get flushed. <laughs> you know, when she hears those sob stories, she, she gets going. Mm. She loves that shit. Um, but yeah, they, they need the equivalent of that for, for the Asian fighters. Uh, and that I first, that first UFC Korea show, sorry to interrupt you, bad. That first no, UFC Korea show had a really good guy for the Koreans. And then since then, it's been like this other guy who's like bald. He kind of fumbles it a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the, that guy from the first Korea show and there's an old school guy. He was on contender series recently, I think with that Japanese kid that won. You'll, you'll recognize him in the corner. 
Um, he looks like this, actually this Korean guy that used to run the, the internet cafe back in my college days. Do they have internet cafes anymore? Um, no. Danny, is that you? Uh, but, uh, no, he's really good though. He's a Japanese guy and he's, he's fantastic. But yeah, we don't really have, uh, we don't got a Fabio, man. That guy's the man, dude. That, that dude's awesome. Legend. Uh, anyway, we got, uh, we got little Jangalang, uh, not, not China goat anymore. Uh, male China goat, uh, little Jangalang. And he's taking on, um, Tony Ferguson, who's like the, the crazy goat. I don't know. He's, uh, he's, he's a character, but like not necessarily in a good way. Uh, I, I know our, we mentioned our boy, uh, Aaron Bronister, or Bronstetter on, uh, in the podcast earlier. He's, he's had some fun exchanges with, uh, with Tony throughout the years and in interviews that they've done. Yeah. Um, but moving up to 170 after a brutal knockout and not a long layoff, uh, how's this one going to go for Tony West? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty interesting, man. Um, is Tony just completely fucking cracked, man? I mean, just is he is he all the way gone? Um, I mean, I guess we're gonna find out here. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Just think he's he's definitely not the Tony of oh, don't get me wrong, but he's 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 fighting the elite of the elite competition. Uh, in that weight class, um, for the past few years. And I love little Jangalang. Don't get me wrong. We've, uh, we've made a lot of money on, uh, little Jangalang over, <laughs> over the years. Um, he's not at the level of guys that Tony's fought over the past few years. Um, and though, although Tony's lost, you know, four or five in a row now and, you know, some, some pretty bad ones in there. Um, and he's taking shots from some just some crazy big hitters, man. Uh, that that's the question here. It, it, Jangalang's got some decent power. Can he can he knock Tony out? I mean, I, I think that's the question. Um, I, I'm not so sure, and um, we'll see, man. The the number the number for me is is just a little a little high, and it's something I I gotta take a shot on Tony here and see if he's completely done. Um, if little Jangalang fucking knocks him clean out, I'm not going to be shocked whatsoever. Um, I think if you're, if you're playing Jangalang, it's, it's probably how you should, should, how you should take him is, uh, him getting Tony out of there. Cause I think if this goes 15 minutes, Tony's got a decent shot to get a decision here. So I'm going to take that. I think it's getting up to plus 270 and stuff like that. Man, on Tony Ferguson against, against Jangalang, that's something I just, I got to take and, if if I'm wrong, I'm I'm wrong. Dan, this is tough, man. I know, I know we like to joke and have fun and all, but uh, maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because uh, uh, I'm older and uh, you know, just kind of uh, dealing with my own stuff over here. But like, as far as the the MMA stuff goes, but like, uh, it, it it makes it almost harder to watch the guys that I, I genuinely like watching them get old, you know, before our eyes um, that we've been watching and. For those of you who don't know, Tony Ferguson, yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of them. And Tony Ferguson is like legit one of my favorite fighters to break down, or was. Now it's just painful to watch his, his fights. Obviously, he's getting into BJ Penn territory, who uh, was one of my favorites back in the day. And that, he's going to run for governor. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, he's still, no, he he's still collecting L's. He's still collecting L's. <laughs> no, I mean Tony's going to run. Tony's going to run for governor. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Yeah, Tony Tony ran the Jack to Jackson Winks, man, which um and again I'm not trying to you know, to, to talk crap or whatever, it's just certain camps are known for certain things and certain camps are good fits for certain fighters and maybe not good fits for others. Um he is working with Brandon Gibson more than Wink Winklejohn. Uh but I wonder how much outfighting stuff is gonna happen, uh, as far as that goes, and not so much as boxing because I like Tony going back to welterweight because that's the weight class he came from. That's when I, I first started watching him. And he did, to, to his credit, he did get a lot of knockouts. He, he was a heavy, even when he first came on and, and first started dropping to 55, he was a heavy-handed boxer for people that remember him coming off the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been waiting for that to kind of come back as he kind of wilded out and expanded and got crazy, right? Got in his own meta. Uh, but I, I wanted him to kind of bring back and reinforce that. And, and now would be as good a time as any. But he said he's spending a little bit of time at Black House. I went and saw uh, I like Kenny Johnson Bolt Wrestling, but again, who, who knows? Who knows what that means? You know, because he Tony always talks about oh, I'm going to ankle pick him. He says that every fight. He says that this fight it probably wouldn't be yeah. a bad idea. Um, yep. I I know I know I, I know I know uh, uh, Lee Jing Long is going to you know gouge eyes and do whatever the hell he can though. If you you start putting chokes on him, uh, you don't care. If you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Um, you know, I, you know, I know he's, I, I know he's a, he, he seems like a really nice character and a good, good chef. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go kind of sadness hedge here. I'm going to make a bet to where I don't care if I lose, uh, cause I'll be happy for Tony. I'll be happy for you, for, for you guys or anyone that's taking the shot on the plus money on the Tony side. But, uh, the only bets I have so far, is I just did um, – let me see. I, I did round two and round three because, again, to people defending Tony are, are saying rightfully so that he's durable. Even if he does – even if Lee gets him out of there and he is he is washed, uh, shouts, shouts to West there. <laughs> um, like, it's, it's still Tony Ferguson. It's still going to take a minute, right? And remember, we all thought that the logic was rounds two and three, Tony's live, round one, Chandler. More than likely, Chandler's going to get him out of there in round one, right? And – that was even us who tout Tony Ferguson's durability was, was, we're being real to that possibility. So if we're being it real to, to it there, um, I got to imagine at least two and three are, are live here, especially because of how Lee Jing Lang, he attacks the leg kicks, which obviously Tony Ferguson with his, with his hurt knees, although Lee, Lee, Leech is rocking a left knee sleeve. I see in some footage could be nothing. Who knows? Um, and then right hands is, uh, Lee's moneymaker. And that's where, Tony Ferguson uh, gets hit a lot as well, and Lee's gotten much better with his boxing and lead hand, which only helps his leg kick and right hand setups. So I'm actually going to go Leach uh, rounds two and round three. I think I took it by TKO, uh, twenty bucks at plus twelve hundred for round three. Uh, Leach TKO six hundred uh, plus six hundred twenty bucks, so under half a unit exposure. But I'm debating on whether or not to parlay Leach with Kevin Lee. And big norm for like plus one thirty to plus one forty. Kevin Lee, Kevin Holland, Holland, yeah, not yeah, definitely <laughs> Kevin Holland. Sorry, um, yeah, I thought we were getting a a, a bare knuckle uh, event or whatever Holland's doing these days, yeah, or uh, Kevin Lee's doing these days. Um, yeah, this one, uh, I I lost money on Ferguson against Chandler. Um, I, I thought that. He had a shot there, as Dan uh, pointed out. Uh, it was going to be Chandler early. Uh, I figured round one, uh, or Ferguson would start to take over late. Um, obviously, that didn't quite go to plan. Uh, I actually thought Ferguson looked pretty good early on in that fight. 
Uh, and it's kind of weird to say this because it took a colossal shot, um, like an epic shot for, for Ferguson to get knocked out there. And I'm not sure how many people, even a weight class up, uh, from, from Chandler can replicate that dude's explosiveness and power. Um, and I, I know that, uh, that Leach hits hard. Um, he has this way of, of wearing fighters down. You know, all of his finishes tend to come. Uh, I, I think he got, uh, the pontoon boat out of there in round one, but the, the vast majority of his finishes come round two, round three, uh, after he can drag guys into wars. So, I kind of see this one dragging out into a war, and I don't think Tony's durability is entirely gone. Uh, Wes said that he's only lost to elite lightweights, and I still think that all of those guys are a step ahead of uh, of the leech, even taking into account the uh, the weight difference. So I think this is going to be very competitive. I don't think that either guy is is going to get uh, put out of there. I I think the uh, the fight goes to the decision. The uh, the overs, all that stuff are are kind of appropriately priced. There's there's a shot, um, but I think we're going to get a a back and forth close decision in this one. Um, I, I haven't seen what the the split decision props are from the books that offer those, but. I could certainly see this shaping up as one of those sorts of fights. And really, it just feels like the the type of fight where after 15 minutes, I am going to feel much better holding a Tony Ferguson plus 265 ticket than I am holding a a Leech uh, minus 300 or higher ticket. So I'm taking the shot on Tony as well. Uh, I backed him on a guy that I think is, is far better than... Um, then the leech at kind of a similar price. I'm gonna back him against, uh, back him again here. I don't think that his durability is all the way gone. As I said, took something heroic for, for Chandler to get him out of there. After he probably mm-hmm. won or, you know, that first mm-hmm. round was very, very competitive. Um, I think he won it. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm Tony. Tony's gonna be the consensus. Wow. Plus 265. Consensus bet of the week. Uh, go, going big with it. And that brings us to the, uh, the post limb, uh, the post limb of the evening. Uh, they're paying these guys pay per view points probably. I don't know why. Uh, apparently Nate Diaz is a legend. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I know he, he beat Conor McGregor once upon a time. But before we get into the actual fight, do do we actually think that Nate Diaz is a legend? I mean, he's like a he's like five hundred in his UFC career. I know, like he's an entertaining character, and he's like just yeah, scrap, but, bro. I mean, it's it's like in in the culture of MMA, he's he's a legend. I'll put it that way, like. Definitely, you know, you gotta give him that. I give him the cultural nod, but it is funny. He's only been favored to win two of his last 15 fights. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, kidding. I'm not kidding. Leg- I'm the man. I know. Legendary, I know. legendary fighter. Like, no, no, I, absolutely. He's got some decent wins in his career and stuff. Like, you know, I, I'll say this. I'll say this about Nate. 
Nate did one thing that 95% of these dudes could never do, no matter how good they are or were. He's made a fuck ton of money. He leveraged himself and he beat the fucking bald bozo that runs this shit. And he made a ton of fucking money. Like you gotta give him at least that. That dude, uh, he did, he did that better than 95% of the dudes that's been in this sport. He was stupid enough to go up to a weight class that he didn't belong in, got ragdolled a bunch of times in that weight class, but he stuck around long enough to find the big star uh, that also didn't belong in that weight class and beat him and made his career off it, basically. Roy Markham? Yeah. <laughs> Killed him. <laughs> Have you oh, heard of Rory hey. Markham since then, Lance? I mean, yeah, the Irish know. guy. That's what you're talking about, right? The Irish guy, Rory Markham. <laughs> well, he parlayed, he parlayed the, the Connor shit into getting paid big money for some fake belt against another dude with an average record. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. the dude, the dude did some, some business work at the end. Like, prop, props hey, to him. Good for him. Hey, hey, I got love for Nate. I, I, obviously, I'm talking shit and throwing out a fun, a fun stat. Uh, I, w- I was present for uh, one of the best post-fight speeches, or my favorite one of his post-fight speeches. Uh, after uh, Gray uh, was just using Gray Maynard's hand wraps. No joke. No, today, actually, funny enough. So, not talking shit on Gray, but this is the greatest. It was, it was the greatest post-fight when he uh, Gray Maynard three at the tough finale when he's like pretty much taking dabs in the middle of it with Gilbert Burns declaring that it's our division. It's my shit right here. And like Rhonda was on the side and she had her own crew and the commission was like fighting them, which you guys didn't see off camera. It was hilarious. But, uh, no, I got love for Nate, man. But, um, who is, what's the name of this guy that he's fighting, Brad? Can you pronounce his first name? I'm, I'm, it's, uh, Come shot. Come shot. You know, the the funny part is I didn't have the proper phlegm. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I, jo- I joked about his name so much that like I I gotta go rewatch when the video comes out and my junkie for my breakdown video. Like I'm like, did I accidentally say the other version of his name? <laughs> that I'm like, and I'm like so used to it that I didn't even pick it up. I just do, straight man. face sold it like with, and most people wouldn't even notice. They wouldn't blink an eye because it's like, because I, I, I oh, he's just trying line. to do the like the the natural yeah. pronunciation. Yeah, you know. Wow, props I'm to focusing Dan too Tom. much on the and I I lose it. You know, midway through, <laughs> sure. But, you know, Wes, is Nate Diaz going to die here or, cause that's, that's really the only discussion. We, we don't actually think this is a competitive, I don't even think Nate, even with all of the self-belief that that dude has and like had through the Connor fights and and all of that, I don't even, he thinks he's going to win this one. He, and he kind of gave up the game on that this week. He did like an interview say, saying that, uh, you know, he didn't want this fight and, and this and that. And he's just taking this fight to get it over with and shit. And it's like, I think he's resigned to the fact that he's going to get his ass whooped in this fight. And, you know, I guess Dana gets, gets what he wants, you know, gets, gets Nate beat up on his way out. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not much here, man. Like, um, I don't see any path for Nate. I just really don't. I, I don't know what he, what he does in this fight. Um, I think we're at, 
I kind of think that, uh, oh, come shot's going to come in and fucking take Nate and drop him on his head is what I think is going to happen. I don't think he's going to mess around boxing Nate too much. If he does, he might KO Nate. Like we, he's got some power. I mean, I think it's body lock slammed on his head and, uh, I, I'm hoping, uh, he goes to, to get a sub on Nate, uh, cause I'm taking some, some cum shot sub at a decent price. And, cum uh, shot sub, is that on the, like, secret menu at Subway? That's, uh, that, that's one you got, that's one you gotta ask for them to make in the back, because they can't, <laughs> they can't be caught on. <laughs> I heard Jared made a few of those in his day. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh wait, uh, look, Dane comes on our show. He's got lit out all the stuff that he's got to reel in. <laughs> Love he... it. Love it. Oh my god. What, what, uh, what are they putting in these edibles these days, Wes? What's going on? Hey, they're getting strong, man. They're getting stronger. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, uh, I, I like, I like the under here. Uh, one and a half. It's, uh, it's, it's some plus money. Uh, I really think that, uh, Chimiev is gonna, is really gonna fuck Nate up, man. I, I think it's wrestling. I don't think he's gonna play around on the feet too much with Nate. Uh, we've seen him most of his fights. He likes to get a hold of dudes, take them down and, and just fuck them up, man. And, um, it's probably gonna be ground and pound, but, since it's Nate, like maybe he wants to get a sub on Nate, and uh, I can't remember what I got that at. Uh, it was uh, over two to one, um, but a little shot on sub, and uh, yeah, I, I like I like the under here. Um, I think that you got to find a prop or, or some other way to play this. You can't lay that kind of straight price on on Jimmy here, but he's gonna he's gonna fuck Nate up, and it's it's gonna be ugly. Um, uh, one of these days, man, I, I feel I'm, I'm going to, I thought I had Burns. I thought we had Burns. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think that, I think that, uh, sadly might have been our, our one Best of our shot future. for a while. <laughs> yeah. For, for a, a really long while, sadly. Um, cause this dude is really, really good. Unfortunately, you are correct. Uh, Dan, what are you thinking in this one? You know, it's great when, like, uh, it's always good to teach martial arts or, like, something like jiu-jitsu if, uh, if you want to get better. Because when you actually have to explain the technique, it makes you understand it better. And um, when uh, I was talking to my guy, Ryan McKinnell, on uh, Sirius XM today, and, 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 and Anthony Smith actually asked, asked me to explain my bet. And not rudely, but, like, it was, it was good because sometimes you ever guys explain your bet, like, on the show, and you start talking out loud, and you're like, that doesn't make as oh, much yeah. sense as I thought, or... <laughs> Or, you know what, you've got a great point there, and, 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 uh, cause initially, basically, I'm picking, in short, I'm picking, a cum shot round three, and, um, Smith was like, why do you think it gets that, gets there, gets there that long? And I feel like, you know, Nate Diaz is doing like what Nick Diaz did to Anderson Silva, where he just like, kind of starts bullshitting more in his career, because I feel like Nate Diaz's striking has been regressing as his career's gone on, which isn't the craziest thing to say that that happens, no. right? Um, and I feel, that's why I feel like he's been fighting more in the, in the clinch. He's been kind of dancing on the outside and fighting in the clinch from, uh, Connor, uh, after Connor Pettis onward, right? Um, so I feel like he can, he can get through a round and whatnot. And then you have to wonder, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Chemayev did learn a little bit of a lesson and he, he tries to reel it back, right? Um, as far as being conservative goes. 
Uh, I think Nate's going to be hard to sub, even though a lot of the stuff he does stylistically will, will give Chamaya the position he wants. So that's kind of scary. But ultimately, between Nate's um, scar tissue um, uh, to uh, stylistically, I don't see this going past round three, right? And sometimes when the fight ends in round two um, and the doctor stops it by cuts, they usually don't bring the doctor in until after the rest, round rest bits over. So if you're holding a round two ticket, you get pissed off because the fight actually ends up ending in round three, right? Because what was it that happened yeah. with George and Nate, right? So the kind of the round three kind of nets that a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, Smith was talking that, you know, we we're talking and we we're like, you know, the, the totals are set at one and a half for a reason. Cause round two is definitely the hot round. That's the round he's picking for Chemayev to win. And that's the round where I think shout out to new This will be the new uh, uh, Nate Diaz pathway to victory. Um, uh, I think Nate Diaz is li- liveliest in round two. If you're a diehard Nate fan, you don't care about throwing your money away. All I suggest is just look toward round two. Because Chemayev got wild, he can be coaxed into a dogfight, which is what you're hearing people talk about for a pathway to victory. That's true. Against Burns at welterweight, that costed him the second round and all three judges' scorecards. Um, we see Nate being a veteran. I know he's not as dangerous as Burns or relevant as Burns or prime as Burns or athletic as Burns, but he's a veteran with good finishing instincts, you know, and... Uh, we saw against hype trains like, like McGregor, right? In round two, McGregor put down the proverbial pacing pack. Nate knew exactly what to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Nate, uh, round two is live. So I just took literally five bucks and put Nate round two sub plus 3,500, just $5. Um, I took comms out at round three TKO plus 1,200, just 25 ducats. But then I did put another 25 ducats on comms out round two as well. Um, plus 475 it's a pretty stupid shotgun sprinkle you don't have to follow me you shouldn't follow me but if there's like certain things you like feel free to look that way i just feel like those are the hot rounds so i'm shooting a uh, shotgun sprinkle to uh hopefully net as low as uh you know as low as fucking point 66 60 to 70 bucks to uh as high as a couple hundred we'll see yeah i uh I, I don't have anything on this fight right now. Um, I, I'm thinking that obviously it's going to be a blowout, but but this is going to go as long as Nate Diaz is willing to tolerate it going. Uh, mm. If he gets taken down and he starts getting dominated and he doesn't want to be there, it could be over very quickly. Uh, we've seen him get ragdolled by much worse wrestlers than this guy, and I think that... How, you know, how how much does Nate want to take on the way out too, man? Like that's a that's a serious true. question here. That's true. Yeah, that's a legitimate that, question. That that's a very good point. Um, but man, I think a lot of this lines up for uh, Hamzat's one of those Russians or whatever country you want to say he's from, uh, where he relies on a lot of guys trying to get up for him to get the positions that he wants to get. So if he just takes Nate down and Nate wants to play from his guards and try and avoid taking too much damage, uh, I think that that Dan's right. This fight can get extended into the second round, into the third round. Um, but eventually, you know, he, he's going to get overwhelmed with ground and pound, even if it's from the guards, uh, going to open up cuts, he's going to start taking damage. And, and then we're going to see that, you know, 
everything start to accumulate. My wife's just sitting here, like, staring at me, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to break down this fight, but she's just like, just like standing there, staring at me. She wants, she wants to grab water. Just, just get the water. I turned my camera off. You can get the water. My goodness. Tell her, tell her Dan Tom's making you run long. Sorry. Jeez. Some people's kids, huh? Uh, I mean, wives. Uh, I always say that to her. I'm like, Jesus. Like, Speaking what, of Jared from pa- Subway. Just kidding. No, <laughs> who, who did your parents raise? Some people's kids, huh? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, you know, this, this is going to be a blowout. I just think it's not going to be immediate. Uh, I know that there's people throwing out conspiracy theories and, and whatever that Nate's going to get in there and Tell you know throw off his gloves or That's like tap. As much as I don't care about the Diaz lore, these guys aren't built like that. They're they're not going to go out like that. I mean, we saw yeah. Nate a little while ago looking like an absolute slug who absolutely did not want to be in a cage for any reason whatsoever. And he went through the shit uh, against Robbie Lawler. So obviously that's, you know, post-prime Robbie Lawler and not an in-prime Kamsat. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I wish that we were getting some of that, like, Ronda pricing on Fight Starts Round 2. Because I would be all over that, but I think even that is like minus two hundred. So I'm struggling to find a way to bet it. Um, I don't know if you can find a book where there's any value in adding Khamsat, uh as like a, a third and a half leg uh, to parlays, because because we know he ain't no third leg on his own. Um, but yeah, I think the best price out there is like minus eight thirty three at this point. It's just I don't know. It, it's a fight that's happening. Everyone knows why it's happening. Nobody really loves why it's happening. It's just kind of it. It is what it is, as Benson Henderson would say. Uh, so, Cumshot's gonna win, and just a, a matter of when and. Uh, we all seem to think that it could be West thinks first round, uh, Dan thinks third round. Uh, I'll just say it's going to be in the second round, so that go, I'm the smartest round. out of all of us. Um, but that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Analysis. Extremely long show this week. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sticking with us. Dan, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is your time, brother, to plug anything and everything at Dan Tom MMA at Daniel Tom MMA on YouTube. Is is that the the channel? My ass has talked more than enough and kept you guys long enough, but if for whatever reason you want more to see what I end up on, yeah, I'll, I'll be on my YouTube channel, Daniel Tom MMA. Uh, manana, uh, to talk about the cards some more. And I post all my picks and plays, uh, for free. You don't got any work, go anywhere to find them. I'll post them on Twitter at Dan Tom MMA on fight day. You're the man. Uh, I always feel dumber after uh, hearing your breakdowns and then what I've got to say. Uh, Imagine I, how I, I feel, asshole. I've got to come with both of you two. Um, but yes, nobody 
no, nobody does better work in the space than uh, than Dan. And uh, if you aren't following him, go follow him and check his stuff out. <laughs> oh, oh, no. We'll be back, I'm assuming, next week. Uh, oh, yes. I, I'm a, I think there's a card, but I'm not going to look it up right now because we are way past our, our best before date for uh, for this breakdown. Thank you all for joining us. Dan, especially thank you. We will see everybody next week.